Well, y'all know what time it is. It's time to go ahead and get it cranked up and get it started. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to Waking Up with the Prophet, where we wake up each and every weekday morning with fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music to start our day. Not sure where you're listening from. If you're on your way to work, coming home from work, already at work, somewhere right now, or maybe you called off work today. We just want to make sure that you're still starting your day off the right way, meaning with the right people, right conversation, right inspiration, right mindset, right attitude, all that good, right stuff. With that being said, let me go ahead and cut into the first song of the day so we can go ahead and set the atmosphere so we can come back and pray is that all right all right let's go let's go Tongues to say, 
Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Okay, okay. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Waking Up with the Prophet. Each and every weekday morning with fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music to start our day. Not sure where you're listening from. If you're on your way to work, coming home from work, already at work somewhere, working out, maybe you called off work today. We still want to make sure that you're starting your day off the right way, meaning with the right people, right conversation, right attitude, right inspiration, right motivation, all that good, right stuff. Because I simply believe by faith that when you start your day off the right way, it tends to go the right way. It tends to go a little bit better. You know what I'm saying? Not saying you're going to have no ups, no downs, no bumps and bruises, no aggravations, irritations, and frustrations, because you're definitely going to have some of those. However, in the midst of it all, guess what? You'll continue to be blessed because God will fight for you. God will go before you. And guess what? Because your hope is in God, guess what? He'll continue to do all that he needs to do for you. With that being said, it is a Women's Day Wednesday. It is August 2nd. And I'm so excited about what God is getting ready to do on today. I really am excited about what God's getting ready to do. Y'all know how we kick off the show. We always kick it off with prayer. But this this day is different. It's August 2nd. I feel like God is getting ready to do something different. God is shifting different. God is moving different. And it's really just simply amazing to me. So with that being said, I think right now it's time for us to go ahead and tap into prayer. Y'all know I believe in covering this room and covering my day in prayer. So what I'm going to do is we're going to tap into a quick prayer. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to do something a little different. Just because it's Women's Day, I'm going to throw it over to one of my favorite, one of my favorite, Sade Martin. And we're going to let her pray. Pray us in, and then we're going to come right back so we can get into another song in the scripture of the day. Is that okay? All right, let's tap in. Let's tap in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I pour my worship out on the lover of my soul. Hallelujah. Leve ban sonda va bakata van de vebe sudi andaya. Leve be sondi ande vebe sudi ande vebe hai. Rande vebe ande vebe sudi andaya. 
Levambanda vebe sondi ande dian sodi andai she dian sebandian sodi andeya levabanda vebe hoshi ande vebe sudi andai thank you hallelujah shetabande vebe vebe sudi andaya levebebebe sudi andai Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for being the mighty God. We thank you for being the holy God. Thank you for being omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent. Thank you, Father, for being lovely. Thank you for being kind. Thank you for being magnificent. Thank you for being beautiful, for being holy. We know who you are, and we acknowledge your sovereignty in this moment, for you are Jehovah and we ascribe power and honor to your name. We declare that there is none like you, for you are the fairest of 10,000. There is no one beside you, for you exist alone in your majesty. You are distinct in your deity. You are Adonai. You are Elohim. You are Elyon. You are Alpha and Omega, beginning and the end. From age to age, you remain the same. You are unwavering. There is no shadow of turning with you. According to Hebrews chapter number 13, verse number 8, you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we give you praise. And we call upon you in this moment as the creation of your hand. Father, we gather as an aggregation and we celebrate Jesus Christ, the anointed one. You are anointed to destroy the yoke. You are anointed to preach the gospel. You are anointed to heal the sick. You are anointed to break the rod of our oppressor. You are anointed to release the captive. You are anointed to open every prison. Open prison doors. You are anointed to change the seasons and we loose the real Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Do your bidding today in the name of Jesus. Manifest now in your name. Jesus the apostle. Jesus the prophet. Jesus the pastor. Jesus the evangelist. Jesus the teacher. We say redeemer and holy one of Israel. Glory. 
for the breaking. We thank you for the breaking. We thank you for the breaking. We thank you for the breaking. The breaking of every chain. The breaking of every stronghold. The breaking of every soul tie. We thank you for the breaking. We thank you for the breaking. No power of the enemy. Claim me as their God, for I have made them. 
them for my glory. May glory adorn your body in Jesus' name. Mighty God today. Can we stop right there? Can we stop and pause right there? I'm gonna stop and pause right there. God, we thank you. Hang on, Cab, I thank you. That is a powerful prayer. Wow, that is a powerful prayer. When I tell you, she was pushing in, pushing in. Thank God. All right, so what we're going to do, we're going to go ahead and get to the scripture of the day. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back again to Waking Up with the Prophet, where we wake up each and every weekday morning with fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music to start our day. Not sure where you're listening from. If you're on your way to work, coming home from work, already at work, somewhere working out, maybe you called off work today, maybe you don't have a job, but you just hang it out. We still want to make sure that you're starting your day off the right way, meaning with the right people, right conversation, right inspiration, right mindset, right attitude, all that good, right stuff. I just believe by faith that when you start your day off the right way with the right people, right conversation, right inspiration, right attitude all that good right stuff things tend to go a little bit better with that being said let's go ahead and kick it in to the scripture of the day and y'all know the scripture of the day is always brought to you by biblegateway.com and it's just so interesting because this is a short passage on today but i believe that it is very powerful very short passage but i believe that it is powerful it's james chapter number one james chapter number one starting at the 22nd verse reading from the uh, new international version once again brought to you by biblegateway.com and it reads do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. <laughs> I'm going to read it from another translation because, you know, we're a little old school. I'm going to read from another, another translation because, you know, we love. Guess what? It says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, trying to deceive yourselves. All right, I'm going to stop right there. I'm going to stop right there. And I tell y'all each and every morning, I ain't nobody's expert. I ain't nobody's theologian. I ain't nobody's doctor. All that pastor, senior. No, I'm just a little baby prophet. And I just believe by faith that guess what? God sent me to give a little word. And with this word, it says, do not just hear the words alone. Do not just hear it. Don't just be listening, but actually apply it to your life. Don't deceive yourself by thinking that you're beneficial just by sitting in the room, just by listening to people, trying to be uh, meaningful in conversation. No, apply it to your life. Take every moment you can in life to learn the lesson that God is trying to teach you. Sometimes we can get so high and lifted and self-righteous in who we is that we forget that God calls us to honestly do what he is calling us to do. Sometimes we can get so proudful and saying what we're saying, being who we're being, that we forget that that God has called us to be an example to other people. So we have to be that example, not only in our words, but in our deeds. Yesterday, we had a powerful conversation about integrity. And one thing I, I always try to strive to not only just listen to the word of God, but let me apply it to my life. Amen. Amen. So with that being said, let's go ahead and cut into our last song. And y'all know what time it's time for us to go ahead and kick it in. Y'all know once nine o'clock hits, everybody start popping in the room and then we'll never hear music again. But that's my favorite. I love to hear me a little gospel. I have to start my day off the right way. So like I said, we're going to go ahead and kick it into, you know what I'm saying, another little song break. And then we're going to come right, 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 right on back. Because I just believe by faith that this is going to be a powerful conversation on today. All right. All right. So let's go. Let's go. <laughs> But you are welcome. I may need your healing, and I say you're welcome. 
We're gonna pause right there. We're gonna pause right there. We're gonna pause right, 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 right there because I just believe by faith that God is working on the inside. He's doing something on the inside. Lord have mercy. <laughs> that song just blessed my life because God, you're welcome in. You're welcome in my life anytime, anyway, anytime, and how, whenever. God, you are welcome in. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. And welcome back to Waking Up with the Prophet, where we wake up each and every weekday morning with fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music to start our day. Not sure where you're listening from. If you're on your way to work, coming home from work, already at work, somewhere working out, or maybe you called off work today, or hey, maybe you're just busy, whatever the case may be, and you got to listen to it later. We still want to make sure that you start your day off the right way, because listen, I just believe by faith that when you start your day off with a little God, with a little gospel, with a little prayer, with a little Jesus, things tend to go the right way. I don't know about y'all, but I just believe in starting my mind fresh. I was, listen, I tell people all the time, I ain't a young man no more, but I'm kind of still a young man, but I'm in the middle. And I'm learning that some of the stuff that grandma used to say, some of the stuff that auntie used to say, you know what I'm saying, it actually makes sense now that you get older. Me and my friend was talking about it the other day, and we was talking about one of them old sayings, like, you know how they used to say, uh, uh, sin would keep you longer, than, or take you farther than you want to go and keep you longer than you want to stay, or something like that. Now that when they say that, I understand what it means. Because I'm like, Lord, come on now. You back When I was 20-something, I ain't know what that means, Why? You know what I'm saying? When I was 19, 18, 17, 16, whenever, you know what I'm saying? You don't really know what that means. But I ain't going to cap. I'm fresh in, into 17 weeks into 30. <laughs> you know how we call a baby? Oh, he's 17 weeks. I'm 17 weeks into 30. <laughs> so guess what? I'm starting to understand what, what, what they, what grandma mean. I'm starting to understand what auntie meant. And it's blessing my life. I'm telling you, it's keeping me mature. It's keeping me grown because I used to be a fool. But God has blessed me. And I thank God for it. But with that being said, y'all know what time it is. It's time for us to go ahead and check in. It's time to check in. And y'all know how we check in each and every day here on Waking Up With The Prophet. We check in with what? You know what I'm saying? With our, our three daily question. What's the weather? What's for breakfast? And how you starting your morning? On a scale of one to five, you know what I'm saying? Five being the best. How are you starting it this morning? 
Um, with that, my mom will decide to text me and she the only one can get through lower. Okay. You right, mom. Okay. I got you. I got you. Anyway, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and kick it off with me. And y'all know, I always got to get my little spiel because I just believe by faith. God is just blessing in this season. God is just blessing in this season. So let me go ahead and kick my little music off and let's go ahead and get it to a prophet. It's on you. The loop. Hold on, that was not what was supposed to play. That played a commercial. You ever went to YouTube, try to play a song, and then it just played a commercial? Lord have mercy. It just be so weird. It just be so awkward. Like, things just don't be working with technology. But hey, God gonna do what he gonna do. All right, Prophet, it's on you. Good morning, good morning, good morning once again, everybody. And thank you so much just for being here. I'm literally on like a five today. And I don't know why. It's a Wednesday and it's hump day, but I think God is moving things out. God is bringing things around. Um, it's the second of the month. Kids are starting to go back to school here in Georgia. And I love seeing that because that's a fun time for me. Um, only because y'all know I'm an advocate for kids. I'm an advocate for families and schools. I'm an advocate for just helping people um, and being a blessing to people. And, you know, being able to bless teachers, being able to bless kids and seeing them. You know what I'm saying? This is just a happy time for me. And then people tend to get back in the routine of things, the scale of things during this time. And things, you know what I'm saying, start kicking back up in gear. Like, this is just a positive season. So I'm excited about this i always tell people you know what i'm saying you just got to believe and trust in god and i think that's what i'm doing right now um even though i'm a little tired still because you know what i'm saying i'm constantly moving and working and you know what i'm saying getting things done i feel by faith that god is working everything out so i'm kind of on the five today i'm on a, a big five um as far as breakfast y'all know there is no breakfast i don't start eating until everybody start getting in here and talking because once everybody start getting in here and talking you know what i'm saying i don't really have to say anything else. i just be chilling and eating up on the wisdom of god that be dropped in the room and you know what i'm saying just eating on the physical food and i don't even know what i'm gonna fix this morning might make me a breakfast wrap or something i don't know we'll figure out later as far as the weather it's 76 degrees right now uh with a high of 89 we're supposed to get like some rain a little thunderstorm today um but y'all know that don't really kind of bother me because if it do rain i'm in the house chilling y'all know it's, it's wednesday I, I work from home i got some calls to make um some meetings to do so yeah i'm gonna just be you know being a blessing, you know what I'm saying? Just chilling down. And the rain ain't gonna bother me. Um, but that's about it right now. Like I said, this is my season of being grateful. I don't know if y'all was here for Monday's episode, but Monday's episode, I literally just cried all, all the eight o'clock hour, Jay. I just cried because I'm just really grateful what God is doing in this season of life. And sometimes we take advantage or we we, we neglect. And, and overlook the small things. But even the Bible lets us know that the small things, you know what I'm saying? Don't despise them. They are valuable. They mean something. And when you can honor the small things in your life, guess what? God is able to bless you with the greater. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and leave it alone. I'm going to go ahead and, you know what I'm saying, throw it on over to you. Pull to refresh, see who you at. And we're going to start with my boy JY. And then we got a guest on the stage. Thank you so much, the same for coming up, for hanging out with me. Thank you so much. So, JY, I'm going to throw it over to you let you check in. And then I'm going to throw it over to a friend. do 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 Good morning. I don't got no music in the background. Lexi, sing a song for me while I talk. <laughs> oh, we I'm got Lexi to sing a song. <laughs> I got it. She ain't loud enough. Louder, Lexi. Celebrate good times. <laughs> <laughs> I love my, it. I'm dropping off my daughter uh, <laughs> for a program this morning. It is 81 degrees here in the uh, uh, suburban area of Austin, Texas. Um, no breakfast. Oh my God. 
almost, almost got into a complete accident. Like literally, the truck just pulled out in front of me. My God, Lord, isn't God amazing? We made it though. We made it. Oh my Lord, Come issues on. about here can't drive. Uh, anyway, uh, man, that just shook me, bro. <laughs> and another truck just pulled right in front of me. Yeah, Lord. Uh, uh, word of the wise, here's a, uh, uh, a great uh, uh, service announcement. Buckle up, people. Put your seatbelt on. You got, <laughs> you got a purpose in life. Don't out here risk it, all right? You know what I mean? I'm on a four. I've been feeling really ill these last few days. I don't really feel that good today. Um, I did start a new job. It ain't what I really, really am was looking for, but it's a good opportunity to do well and take care of my family for the time being until, you know, uh, something else, whatever happens, happens. But so I've been at my little impromptu training with this particular role the last couple of days. So that's why I ain't been on here, but I haven't been feeling good. Um, let's be 100% honest. Um, I need to get, you know, some, some medicine and things of that nature. But I feel like all this is going to turn around. I believe God is a healer. And I'm calling on that word where it says, for by his stripes, we are healed. So I'm calling on that right now. But we are doing okay uh, on this side of the earth. So, um, yeah, looking forward to the conversation. Miss hearing you all. And I guess um, it's a good thing I went on here Monday because, you know, I'm a crybaby too. And I've been crying too. And I've been real bad. So uh, just grateful to every single person. And, uh, yeah, man, that's my time. All right. I appreciate it, Jay. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, y'all got to go listen to the replays. I mean, and sometimes I, I really wish that we can sometimes, uh, I, I wish I can teach communications and learn it a little bit better, even myself, because, man, it was just amazing hearing that with other people, sharing that with other people. Because, like I said, sometimes we take so much for granted. And have you ever had to tell somebody, like, be grateful? Like, are you grateful? You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. Now. You ever seen somebody who's ungrateful for something that you did for them? You know what I'm saying? And then you have to go back and realize, huh, God, was I was I thankful and grateful for what you did for me this month? Like, did I take the time to appreciate all that you giving me? And then sometimes it's like, uh, we don't. We don't. We don't. Like, I thank God sometimes that I'm not somebody who can, who, who lays around. Like, I can make money from the house, literally. I, I thank God that I don't have to, like, I don't know. I mean, and, and then here's the bad thing. It's not that it's a problem for other people. Because, hey, that's you. Your life, that's good. what God gave you. But I'm thankful that I can pay my bills. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Jay? Why? Like, even just a small thing. Like, And we have to learn that gratitude. And I think sometimes that still be a teaching lesson. I'm thankful that I can drive. Thankful that I got, got a car. Thankful that, you know what I'm saying? Most people don't got a car. You literally got to take the bus back and forth to work. I had a grandma who lived. That's why I even tell people now when I didn't have a car. That's why I ain't, I ain't have a problem with that because I seen a grandma who never had a car. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, there's a blessing and a learning in being thankful for a car. Come on now. You may not have it. You will survive with it, but you got to be thankful for what you got and be grateful for what you got and appreciate it. Man, all right, that's an old message. <laughs> 
even with a house, same thing. Trey, I'm about, I'm about, I mean, is it right? That's why I said my next message was so powerful. That's why I was just up there crying. Like, God, I'm just thankful. I'm just grateful. I survived the weekend. I'm still here. I'm still alive. Ain't nothing wrong with my body, God. Like, I'm just appreciative. You know what I'm saying? That's like, you know, you ever seen a couple who was happy that they just, they baby came out, came out just like perfect, nice. The baby cute. Got all his fingers out of that's why I say even that's why I praise God even for Ebony sometimes. Because guess what? Even the baby, even though her child was a little premature, guess what? Still kicking and screaming. All right. I be I be I be waiting to hear Lil' Roman. <laughs> what they said, I'm gonna throw it on over to Trey. Trey, good morning. Go ahead and check in with us. How you feeling? Loop. Praise the Lord. Everybody, glad to be here. I am a little, I'm about at a two this morning because I did not wake up at the time my alarm was supposed to. But to God be the glory. I do not know what the temperature is, but I do know that it's way too hot for my liking. And of course, there is no breakfast this morning because that requires me to have to move in the kitchen. God bless you. <laughs> I ain't gonna cap your routine be just like mine. It's like, but you just you just be lazy in your like in your opinion, in my opinion, correction. You just you just kind of you just don't want to get up. I ain't lazy, but you right. That's what I say you ain't lazy, but you just don't be wanting to get up. Like <laughs> that's the decision to not do something. <laughs> that's not laziness. Is that laziness? I don't know though. That could be lazy though. If you post, what defines? I'm gonna look it up. I don't know. Y'all know me. I can go down the rabbit hole because I just be thinking. But I ain't going to cap. God hit me about that What for last Friday when I said the saints be lazy. I really think the saints do be lazy. I don't know about y'all, but some of these folks kind of be lazy. And I don't, I don't, I don't, y'all uh -uh. be making us look bad. I just think, come on now, don't do that. <laughs> but no, JY, right before I get into my song, you said you got a new job. I was trying to ask a question. I have forgot the question and then went to something else. But no, what's the job? You said you don't like it and whatnot, but you're grateful for it. That, that's what I had when I, I started talking about gratefulness. But yeah, what's the give job? Me, give, me, give me one second. Let me order me some food. I'll tell you. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Well, if that's the case, then I'm going to go ahead and cut to this little song. And then I'm coming right back. And I ain't going to play the whole song because the song kind of a little long. But I'm going to get my little shot in real quick. And I'm going to go get me, you know what I'm saying, another bottle of water. And I got to turn my live on. So guess what? Let me go ahead and cut to this song real quick. And we're coming right, 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 right back. I got a word for you. Cause you're gonna live to see it happen. You're gonna live to see it happen.
to but you better live you better live live to see it happen another day amen <laughs> good morning good morning good morning good morning good morning everybody and welcome back welcome back to waking up with the prophet where we wake up each and every weekday morning with fresh inspiration motivation and a little bit of music to start our day not sure where you're listening from if you're on your way to work coming home from work already at work somewhere working out maybe you called off work today maybe you don't have a job whatever case may be we just still want to make sure that you're starting your day off the right way meeting with the right people right conversation right inspiration right mindset right attitude all that good right stuff because i just believe by faith that when you start your day off the right way with the right people right conversation right inspiration right attitude right mindset it tends to go a little bit better it tends to go the right way with that being said let's go ahead and get back to it you know what i'm saying because y'all know news and hot topics gonna be hot this morning because you know what i'm saying donald trump then got indicted once again but right before i get to that you know what i'm saying i do want to hear about my boy jy because i'm, I'm, I'm kind of excited for you jy i'm like congratulating everything it's a new month it's a new season this well ain't a new season yet but you know what i'm saying it's still summer but it's still from the, you know what i'm saying being a new season it's still you know what i'm saying i believe this hey what's up like tell me about it yeah, man, this job, uh, it's it, it's the industry I've been in for quite some time, but it's feel like almost like um, I'm going a little backwards because I'm going after like uh, small, medium businesses. I used, I'm, I'm familiar with going after more of a mid-market enterprise size. Um, so, but it's something, you know, being out here since the end of February and finally having something, I mean, it's, it's good. But, you know, um, doors are going to be opening and things of that nature. And God may open doors in this role. It's no telling. I don't know what's going on. But I got So I'm grateful for it. I'm not going to take it for granted and be ungrateful because I have something. Um, so, yeah. But, you know, it, it's, it's not really, it's not hard work. I have to, I make my own schedule like always. Um it's just that I'm not going after the targets that I like to go after in this particular yeah. role. I'm going after, you know, a lot of small fish, but you know, they add well, up. Jay, wow. And here's the thing though, and I definitely understand, but I think sometimes, and y'all know I be teaching the 12 as a class and stuff like that, right on Thursdays. And I'm teaching, of course, as a builder, somebody who's like literally built businesses and help people build businesses, build ministries, still building, helping people build and launch ministries. I believe that sometimes when God is, like taking you down or 
and I wouldn't even say taking you down like that. Sometimes when God puts you in a smaller role when you're so used to being at the top, he's trying to readjust you so he can push you in a, I, I, I think somewhat put you in a position so you can lead people back into where God is trying to take you. Does that make sense? You know what I'm saying? I, and, and I learned this from the state of Moses. If you look at my, because um, I teach it on, you know, four different characters, five if you include Jesus. But I teach it on four different characters, and Moses is one of those people. And when we look at the life and the story and the background of Moses, he came from Warrior at first. You know what I'm saying? Well, granted, he was born in the ghetto with his family, but God had pushed him into a high place where, guess what? He sat right next to the king. He sat right, you know what I'm saying? He was, an, he, he was, he was that dude. But then, he got bumped down not necessarily but technically in his mind he got bumped down but that was only because God was going to take him back in a higher position to lead people out in that same greater position so understand sometimes God may be trying to lower your level so he can put you back to the level that you really need to be does that make sense yeah Okay. I can see it in that. I can see it in that way as well. Mm, I ain't trying to prophesy too and too much. You know what I'm saying? I don't be one of those. I'm just trying to make it too deep and all that other stuff. But even in my small teachings, that's why I tell people sometimes hearing the mind of God, understanding the mind of God and what he wants to do in your life, those are one of those moments. And as a trailblazer, I believe that sometimes he'll do that to us. He'll sometimes take us out of a place, you know what I'm saying, that we love, that was a high place, just to put us in a position where he can reset us, reaffirm us, rebuild us, and he will take us back to that place. But it's only because he wants us to lead people out or build something new in that place. That's another thing about being a trailblazer. Sometimes it's about not necessarily leading people out because Moses' assignment was to lead people out. But what if God's assignment is for you to go back and build something new, reestablish something new, cultivate something new? Hmm, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Because, hey, John had to prepare the way. Moses had to lead people out. Like, I think that trailblazer thing hit different. And I'm, I tell y'all, we're going to have a whole week of trip. We're going to have trailblazer week sometime this month. I told y'all, most of I had uh, a lot of time to plan out my month, plan some schedules. Pastor Charles, I was getting stuff together yesterday, doing, trying to get my week together. And I'm going to go ahead and do the same thing today, try to get as much, as much work done as possible. Because I believe by faith, this is just going to be a powerful month. It really is. It's just going to be an influential month. It's going to be a great month. But we just have to literally get back to the position and posture of hearing God's voice. I mean, that's just me and my opinion. But I'm going to go ahead and throw it over to Pastor Charles. I see you in the room. Pastor Charles, go ahead and check in. Because we was in news and hot topic, and I was checking up on JY because JY got a new job. And you know what I'm saying? I was trying to encourage him a little bit. And you know, I don't try to be too deep because I ain't like you and uh, Pastor Jacob and Jerry and all them other folks. I be just, you know what I'm saying? But you know, so I definitely want to check in and you know, say see how you feel about that. First of all, good morning. Good morning. Everything is good. Thanking God for what He's done and what He's doing, and congratulations again, JY. That's what I love about God is that He continues to prove Himself, and uh, and I'm just really I'm glad about that. I'm just glad to hear that, and we're just gonna watch God continue to be God and handle your business for you you know that's a good thing thank you jesus man anyway um i'm sorry what was the is is this the you're already on the question do you have regrets is that what it is is that what, oh what? no no we was just checking in for right now and i was just okay. giving great wide encouragement oh, okay yeah well it's a great day um i don't know what the what the 
temperature is. I know it's already hot. They're they're giving it in my in where the church is. The church is in the next city over from us. And I know they could probably do it to us too. Um, they're saying something about like no excess uh water stuff. I guess they're trying to um like the drought type of thing. Because a drought, yeah, they're trying to do a drought thing. I'm like, Lord, I'm just asking, like, God, I see these folks over here got floods in, in certain cities and, and all this other kind of stuff. This this weather is so erratic. I said, Lord, just just rectify all of that. Where there's water that's needed, Lord, bring water. Right. Lord, where there's a relief but that's needed. Bring I think relief. that be for the folks who water their grass and stuff, who be spending excess water. Well, you know, see, not, some folks but, don't got excess water to spend. Some folks got access excess so they probably telling the people who got the extra water don't be spending all the extra water like people with money you can't put people on the money job because people gonna do what they want to do with their own money but you can sometimes tell people hey maybe you should preserve a little water for some other folks <laughs> well maybe that's what's happening because i they haven't told me to do it yet but i'm going i guess i'm getting ready to not water my grass okay fine <laughs> Fine, I guess it's getting ready to happen, so I better go ahead on and put it on pause. Oh Lord Jesus, oh, can't water my grass. I want my grass at least stay light brown and not, I mean, uh, you know, dark brown and a little greenish in there. I don't know. I'm trying to get it right anyway. But yeah, but it's a good day. I ain't pressed. Be thankful you got grass to water and good grass to have. You know what? You act. You are exactly right. Thank you, Jesus. Some folks don't got no grass to water like me. Glory to uh, God. You know what? I ain't messing with you. Anyway, but, it, but it's, a, it's a good day. But congratulations, Jay. I'm glad for you. And uh, thanking the Lord, man. Oh, I'm going to be sending the birthdays. <laughs> Bye. Thank you, Pastor Charles. Hey, man, I was going to ask you about it yesterday, but no, I had other works to do, too. So I ain't rushing you. I ain't rushing you. I understand. <laughs> but no, no, listen, we was getting ready to get in the news and hot topics because y'all know Donald Trump got indicted again. And I'm just trying to figure out, like, what the hell? Okay, again, okay, at this point, I don't know, like, at this point, I don't know, like, like, what y'all gonna do? At this point, y'all might as well send the man to hell <laughs> with gasoline draws. I'm just saying, but I'm throwing it over to Keith because I see Keith that popped in, and I want my big brother to go ahead and check in. Keith, good morning, sir. How you doing? Good morning, everybody. So before somebody calls about the insurance, I'm doing all right, and um, for breakfast, I don't know what I'm having for breakfast yet so far it's just a cup of water um you know it's been so long since i've been in here i forgot what to do oh oh, oh. but anyway <laughs> but anyway yeah everything is good everything is great i'm just trying to get through this work day um black diamond and big bertha are in the shop right now so y'all pray for me that my kids get out the shop soon because um this whole no car thing is not sweet even though it's only been like a day but still, um, I used to this right here. So, but yeah, that's about it. I don't know if I covered everything properly. You know, it's been a while. Yeah, you good. What you have for breakfast? Nothing but a cup of water. <laughs> okay, understandable. I'm I'm the same way. I'm on live now, and I showed the man had number water, but this and this liquid IV thing that I be pouring in my water now, they kind of help me keep my electrolytes up and keep my immune system up, type of thing. So. Yeah, I'm here. I'll probably go down there and pick some later on. 
But thank you so much, Keith, for being in here. And listen, I understand. I, listen, I'm excited and grateful for you because, like I told Jay what, <laughs> hey, at least we got jobs. You know what I'm saying? Whether well, it be small, big, medium, you know what I'm saying? In every position, in every posture in life, I'm trying to be grateful. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a whole message. Even when we teach it to our young folks, like, I realize, like, young people don't have have any regard for other people's life sometimes and i tell people all the time like even when i look at my own life man somebody almost killed me once before and now at 30 i'm grateful for my life i'm grateful for the small things like being able to pay my own bills have my own house do my own like it'd be so i'd be like lord lord jesus just keep me grateful keep me grateful and that also keeps us humble and i think sometimes we'd be missing that we'd be missing that i think that's exactly you know what i'm saying what's going on we'd be missing humility sometimes but hey it is what it is i'm gonna let god be god and every man that you know just just be themselves amen amen <laughs> but no real talk this dude got indicted again and this is fourth indictment i really don't know what to do i really like i'm really confused oh how you get indicted four times and they still ain't it's the third, third one i thought he got indicted in new york oh no he ain't got indicted in georgia it was new york and florida so this is third because it's dc But even still, how you get indicted three times? What you gonna have three asterisks on your by the president? Former President Donald Trump, asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. <laughs> Man, asterisk the Pookie and them that's in jail on a third strike after they done got in trouble so many times. Like, you know what I mean? Everybody is susceptible of doing the wrong thing and getting caught. You know what I mean? You 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 play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. Playing the <laughs> But this is the thing though. What's the dumb prize that he that he winning? Like I think Donald Trump is just working on. Only thing is, he just I wish he I hope he getting paid by the clicks. I hope he getting paid by every time somebody say his name at this point. Cause I mean, they why they didn't die this man three three times. Well, if that one rapper YMW Melly got off because of a. Uh... Auto correct on text message. He he might be okay too. So they didn't indicted him three times, and uh, and what's his name still in jail and getting denied bail. What's the well, rapper name? Young Thug. Young Thug. Uh, young Thug. Somewhere they sacrificing goats and stuff. So I don't know, man. It's, it's, and Young Thug got a huge boy too. So it's different. It's a little different, man. We we got different tans. You know what I mean? He might be orange, but you know, he ain't dark. We ain't, we ain't that. He ain't as dark as, <laughs> as us folk. Facts, facts. I see my girl Money in the room. Money, go ahead and check in with us. Tell me how you feel. Like, cause I, I bet you wait on Donald Trump to go to jail. <laughs> you gotta give her her doop, doo -doo -doo, you know. Oh yeah, doo -doo 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 -doo. Um, good morning. It is early. Well, not really. I just got back from Georgia. So I'm trying to adjust back to the time. How you just got back? From, you ain't hit me up and let me know you was Nigga, I been and told you I was coming to Georgia. And then, first of all, ain't nothing close in y'all state. That's number one. Um, <laughs> um, but um, I wasn't really in Fulton County. I was in Marietta. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Um... What I'm supposed to be checking in on? Oh, it's hot outside already. Already, I can feel it inside my house. Um, 
and today, I don't know what I'm doing today. I don't even know what today is, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, we just kind of going with the flow. We getting the kids ready for daycare because they got to go today. Because mm -mm, yesterday was something else. Um, I don't know what's for breakfast yet. We'll see. Probably Pop-Tarts. I don't know. But, um, yeah, that's it for now. <laughs> Thank you so much, buddy. I appreciate that. I appreciate Did y'all already get to the question? No, not yet. I was still talking about Donald Trump Ew. getting indicted again. Child, never mind. I'm not going there today. <laughs> I'm gonna just what that mean? Mm -mm. People like to send me hate mail behind um, Mr. DT. Um, but I'm like, y'all got family members like him, so of course you're gonna defend him. So I get it. I mean, that goes into the question of the day. I guess. I mean, shoot, I, I bet y'all regret voting for him and making the nigga president now. Don't say y'all, cause I showed it. Vote for him. I make that very clear. <laughs> He's mean, so great for us. Us who? <laughs> Are y'all crazy? Go to jail. I am one of those ones that's supplicating and asking God to send him to jail. I line. He like. <laughs> He like Hello, Keith. You said you do it. I am you one of the ones that is supplicating and surveilling for his jail crown. <laughs> surveilling is crazy. <laughs> he said, I'm surveilling for this man to go to jail. I see him on TV. I'd be like, God, send him. Bind him, God, and change him. I'm trying to figure out how he's still out walking around. Y'all locked up R. Kelly. <laughs> Facts. What J.Y. say? He a different hue. Yeah. That's a fact. <laughs> Send Aretha back. We. Send Aretha back. They can have Trump. Okay. And Peach and Donald. That has to be screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you on mute again, Prophet. The sad, the oh, sad, the, I never, the sad I part about it is get thrown this many charges and this many people are trying to hate on him and you still not go to jail. A black man, you offend a, a, a you offend a mosquito and you go into jail. Well, you sell a CD out house. your trunk, you liable to not live, okay? I think it's crazy. I think it's crazy. I think what they're trying to do is get something to stick. Because if he gets convicted, he can't run. But I guess indictments just kind of puts the little thing on there. And I don't mean. And the sad part about it is, is this is how dumb people are. I mean, they see the man is a narcissist. They see that he really doesn't care about them at all. He says he does, but he don't care about you. He is not for the people and the sad part about it is 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 they they don't see it but 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 what he does though he is he allows these folks to openly do what they've been wanting to do privately anyway and that's the thing that's what's happening pastor charles i'm so glad you said that because i was telling somebody else this i said he's a lot of people's liquid courage like you're able to say this and do this, like it was so crazy how the hashtag went crazy. Don't let y'all's president get y'all beat up because a lot of those things were happening. There was, um, there were riots that he has encouraged. 
Um, there has people that he's allegedly helped as far as business. I'm like, but you guys are like, I'm not saying you guys specifically at all, but I'm saying these people are like gold diggers. The more money he throws, they're going to keep coming back. That's all it is. So the Malcolm X of white people. Mm, I wouldn't say the Malcolm X of white people, but his, his is next level. It's almost some um, real cultish. Because it's like, these are people that follow him. Um, and he gives no acknowledgement to them. Because at the end of the day, like I said, for the right price, he would sell us all if he was allowed to. Because we talk about how good he is in business. He's really not good in business. If we're going to go into his history of at what all. he has done with money. Um, but, you know, we, we're just going to go based upon what I mean, other well, people Well, he working the system, it looked like to me. But that's my thing. Anybody could work a system. I was about to say something, but I know you um, you got this recording, so I'm just not going to go there. <laughs> but um, there's a lot of people working the system, and they're in jail. He's I would say he's the top scammer because he's he's learned his way around the system. He's made the system um, work for him, even though it hasn't been legally he's finding a lot of loopholes that's why he I personally feel like that's why he's still out but a lot of people still really love him so they're gonna find the loopholes for him so he doesn't have to sit which I think is goofy as well but they don't defend their mama that hard but it's cool let me just say this too and I won't be done with <laughs> they don't defend so, their mama that hard <laughs> listen, but listen let me tell you this so all the different things he has worked for or been trying to do has messed up just different little pieces like okay we got to do the border wall we got to get the board listen americans are are lazy um, and i it is i'm saying it on i'm saying it right here on this recorded line Amer we america and i'll say we we americans are yeah. lazy bums the saints. listen lazy that's all i'm saying <laughs> Now, I'm just going to put it in a blanket statement because here's the thing. Uh, folks that were undocumented, that were um, um, that were doing, they would come in, build these houses, do stuff all around here and and stuff that we would not do. They waited on our waited on us food. They would do stuff and they were able to freely roam around and do what they wanted to do. Now, please understand. Yeah, I'd love for everybody to do it right. But they did not. But they came in at they came in and these houses and stuff were being built. Factories were being worked in. People were doing these tasks that we don't want to do. And now here we go now. And then, oh, China. Oh, please. They were selling us stuff. And and we were able to, to get stuff pretty fairly cheap, I guess. You know, I mean, some of the stuff may have been overpriced or whatever. It was what they say or whatever. I get it. I get it. But when they cut all of that stuff off, now we got all this stupid stuff happening. Okay, how about this? Look, Listen to this. They, they, he don't care. Ford F-150. Did y'all hear about that? The Ford F-150 from like uh, <laughs> 20 whatever, I think 2020, I think, up to 2023. Wasn't that during COVID? Wasn't that during the time when uh, we stopped receiving um, things from China and stuff like that? Now they got to recall all those F-150 trucks because whatever it, the glitch is that's in those, in those trucks, they caused the emergency brake to come on all of a sudden by itself. All I'm saying is somebody then stop some stuff because we're, 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 we've gotten, we are lazy, we are a lazy country. We are lazy. 
And you can say what you want to say. Some of you, baby, you are a patriot. I'm proud to be, man, I know folks in church right now. Pray for me. I know folks in church right now that will cry and lift their hands to I'm proud to be an American. But you say, Jesus, they, they, they like look at you like you're bored, like they're bored. I got problems. That, that, that If anything bothers me, that bothers me more than anything. Because um, people aren't, some of these folks, most of these folks, they ain't saved. They are patriots. They worship the flag. They worship the country. But they do not worship God. And that's where our problem is. I'm going to shut up right here. Because I don't want to start no problems. It's too late. Shake the table, Pastor. It don't make sense. It bothers me. It bothers me. To, I'm serious. When I say it bothers me, I mean it bothers me. We got, we got, we can't get stuff done the way we used to. I mean, right now I'm looking to try to get some work done in the back of our church. And I could hire somebody that would be waiting at Home Depot. Uh, sir, you need, you need work? You have work? I sure do. Come on over here. Okay. <laughs> Not today at work. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, Pastor Charles, we even teach our kids differently. I remember um, there was a time where I wasn't necessarily in summer camp when I was a kid. So my mom used to drop me off at somebody's house. And I'm talking about like an elderly person from my church. And I would clean for them, organize for them. Right. We're not even taught work ethic anymore. Yeah, All these kids not. know is these phones, these tablets, these iPads. They don't even make eye contact with you when you're speaking to them. Yeah, when I talk to my kids, I say, put it on pause, turn that off. I'm talking because I need you to understand me and gain clarity to what I'm saying because I'm not going to repeat myself. But they don't know that anymore. My kids, look, my son is seven years old. He will wash dishes and sort clothes. Some kids don't even know what sorting clothes means. And they 15, 16. Why is that? That's because mama still do it. Mama always did. In mama college. Never them. In college. Okay. In yeah. college. Y'all didn't, didn't nobody get taught how to wash no walls, no baseboards, how to make <laughs> their own food. We do that here. This is training ground over here. What you say? Wash the baseboards too, Mike? Wash the baseboards too. My, why is my three-year-old vacuuming? <laughs> and I'm not sure if y'all saw what I posted up on Instagram. She washing windows too, inside and outside. That's essential. That is essential. Yep, but they don't teach that no more. I'm just like, wow, y'all wonder why y'all get, you can't even get no help at home with your kids. What type of contribution are they going to make to society? Listen, my daughter gets mad with me all the time because she feels that when she's home, she shouldn't do anything. But I'm like, listen, you're going to learn how to wash these clothes. You're going to learn how to clean the house. You're going to learn how to do all that kind of stuff. Because later on, not right now, years from now, you're going to find somebody and um, you're going to be an actual contribution to whoever you find. That's good. You're just going to be like some of these women that don't know how to do nothing, don't want to do nothing, and just feel like the man should just pay all the bills. At least be able to do something if you're that stay-at-home type female. That's okay. good. And what's crazy is I think that comes from, like, no cap, though, a life of entitlement. 
But at the same time, it was different for, I think, some of us because we seen the struggle early and then we kind of came into, you know, the place where, hey, people clean for you, people wash for you. You know what I'm saying? We came into, I think, that entitlement later on. But we learned that work ethic first. I think a lot of these people are birthed into entitlement. They're birthed into, you know, where they don't have to do that. So it becomes hard for them to learn what work ethic is. But it sucks because it's like... <laughs> People, you know, swear by TikTok. Why don't you learn something on there and apply that to your life? I ain't gonna hold you like that. TikTok. No, for real, because people swear by it. Like I used to hate. I y'all know I do hair as well, and I do multiple things. Um, but I had clients who would go and watch TikTok and not buy the right product, so they tried to do the dummy version, and then their hair is fried out. So then I get a. Yeah. Well, they, they wanted to cut the cost. And that's that's another yeah. problem with some people. If you don't know what you're doing, you're going to have to come up off of some money. Yeah. So they would go Friday hair out. And then I get the phone call. Um, <laughs> Can you fix this? Uh-uh. Go back to TikTok and fix it. Because originally, <laughs> you know I'm a professional, but you didn't want to pay me. So hey. you, you went and used your free time. And you uh, didn't have to pay no money to go to TikTok and then yeah. burn your hair out. So no, you fix it yourself, or you can so go you pay somebody else. Or you can go help. You can go go somewhere else and pay somebody three hundred dollars because for that type of fix, it's gonna be three hundred dollars. But you don't want to pay me nothing but twenty bucks. Sorry, yeah. I cannot help you. Yeah, that's crazy. People gonna learn, and they learn, and they finding out the hard way. Go for it, Mama Lynn. Good morning. Can y'all hear me? Yeah. Yes, ma'am. You good? How y'all doing? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Sorry, I came in late. Uh, topic is good, so let me check in first. Right now, I got coffee with cinnamon. I also got me a breakfast sandwich: sausage, egg, and cheese. Uh, the weather here is, I don't know. What is the weather? It's 66 degrees with a high of 88. So that's good. That's good. We ain't, we are not burning up. We're not on fire. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, I'm on a five, but I'm also in a little pain because I slept crazy. So I got a little kink in my neck and shoulder. Uh, my kids... Had to clean up. We was one of them. We got up on Saturday morning and the gospel music was playing. We gonna have some church while we cleaning up. Or we had some RB. It depend on how I felt that Saturday morning when we got up. Um, so they know the word clean. They know the word cook. They know how to so it washed clothes. I had a son, so I made sure he knew how to do some of everything, even so a button on his shirt. Uh, I had to tell my grandchildren when I'm talking to them, look at me. I ain't your mama, I ain't your daddy. Look at me. Because I need to see what you see when I'm talking to you. Uh, but yeah... This thing, uh, I tell you, was killing me the most. All these people worshiping the uh, mm, 
the man who was in office, uh, they worship him more than they worship God. And it is unreal to me. I'm like, do y'all understand what he did? What's going on? I don't know. I'm like you, Pastor Charles. These people make me a, they make me a little leery of them. I don't know. And I'm going to listen to the rest of the conversation. They make Donald Trump, they make them part of the religion. <laughs> they worship them just as much. It's like God, Holy Spirit, Jesus, then Donald Trump. And that order. In that order. Lock them up, God. Keep <laughs> send them Jesus. <laughs> I, I'm serious. I'm serious. This man done attacked everybody. And they so loyal to this man. They, he done threw everybody up on the, the bus, threatened him and everything. And they were saying to the Republicans, y'all need to do something because people looking at y'all and y'all backing this man and that don't look good right about now. It's crazy because I think he... I, I think he had and I think you got a little wrong. It's Trump, then God. That way. <laughs> now he comes first over here. I just think he'll probably die before you see the inside of a jail cell. I really do. And I think that's sad because, I mean, hey, that's what happens when you get white, when you get power, when you get money, when you get influence. And you become the president. Like, history can't change that this man has been a president. I don't know. Well, you know he said he'll, he'll run while he in jail. Not he'll run while he in jail. Yeah, because I heard you, you can't run with a felony. You can run. Well, not. I don't think he can run. Can he run in jail? You can't run in jail. You can't run for president in jail, Mama Lynn. <laughs> he said he would. I didn't say you could. I said okay. he could. <laughs> you think he can? He can run for I don't know if he can or not, but he I said know that. Just like he said, he could shoot somebody in Times Square and get away with it. So you know, hey, don't tell And me. they still love him. <laughs> right. That's crazy, dog. <laughs> That's what I said. He'll probably die before anything ever happened to him. Like, shoot. <laughs> I think that is hilarious. Well, y'all know what time it is. It's, it's 10 o'clock. It's the top of the hour. Well, it's, it's, it's 9.59 to be exact. It's 9.59 to be exact. And I'm over here cooking my turkey breaking. Finna throw my eggs on and on real quick. Because y'all know I'm making me a little breakfast sandwich. But I got to cut to another song break real quick. And now then we're going to come back and we're going to get into this question. Because everybody seems so eager to ask this question, to answer this question today. Which is why I'm, I'm kind of excited about it. Because y'all actually eager to answer this question. And I was kind of nervous about this question. I was kind of nervous about this question because Pastor Charles, you know what I'm saying? I don't, you know, I don't be trying to make everybody tell their business or be, be honest about their business. And I'm very transparent with mine. So me, I already know I got regrets. Oh, yes, I regret quitting. I regret a lot of things. But at the same time, a lot of times people live in a lifestyle where they say, hey, I don't have any regrets. You know what I'm saying? Because I done lived my best life and all this other stuff. 
Let's take it. a break for 10 minutes. I get it, Google. We finna get to a song. But yeah, it's just, I, I have to think about that sometimes. Like, do I have regrets? Do I not have regrets? Because everything I think of, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it, it, yeah, it's an interesting conversation. But let's head to the song break really, 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 really quickly. Robin. Yes, Robin. ma'am. Turkey bacon is not bacon. Oh, Lord. Mama Lynn. <laughs> Look, we not doing this. <laughs> Let me get to my song break and we coming right back. <laughs> May we have your attention because that detail you about a man who knows all of my flaws but still loves me. Let me introduce you to this man who won't ever bring your past up again. If you're not too busy, do you have a minute to I can't really put it in the words, but that's just. I don't know everything, but I know this. We want to tell you about him. He's our healer. My way maker. Strong tower. My strong tower. But most importantly, and he gave his life for me. His name is Jesus. Jesus. So sweet. Jesus. I've met a lot of great people, but I realize there's nobody like Jesus. Nobody like Jesus. Because when I'm sick, he's my healer. Drowning in my sins. I didn't have a job, but he provided for me. But most importantly, there's only one name. Sweet Jesus. There's nobody. There's nobody like Jesus. There's nobody. Nobody, Lisa. I've met a lot of great people, but I realize there's nobody like Jesus. Come on, Lisa. Ain't nobody like Jesus. Yeah. I remember my grandmama told me. He'll be a friend for a friend. He'll be a company keeper in a midnight hour. Yes, and every time I have a bird that I can't sleep the past, I found out that I can call on Jesus. If you call his name, your body can be healed. Your soul can be saved. Nobody like him. Jesus, everything
Lord have mercy. I love that song. And that Lisa knows, man, that Lord, I, that's how I sound when I sing. That's how I be sounding when I sing. I sound just like Lisa knows when I sing. That's, man, I don't know. But oh, you know, know all liars are going to have their place in the lake of fire. Trey, so. <laughs> you're not going to do me like that. No, I'm not. <laughs> you're not going to do me like this, sir, because I do sound like Lisa knows when I sing. Praise God. Now, God. When, when is this? When I sing. Like how oh. I do that run. There is nobody. Oh, nobody. No, sir. No, oh, sir. I'll, no, I'll, sir. I'll, I'll not have to mute you on your own on, in, in your own room. When he is sleep and he is dreaming. When he is sleep and he is dreaming. Okay. Got got to be to that. That's quite well. It, it it it's just not right now because the anointing not. Right it's not now. right ever. Under the anointing, I sound just. Under like the anointing, you still alive. <laughs> you know what okay whatever we get to the topic we get to the final topic because it's 10 o'clock it's 10 o'clock to be exact you know what i'm saying it's time for me to our main topic because y'all have to play me up i sing it praise god um so yeah okay so this is an interesting conversation and one that i kind of like i told you i was kind of nervous about but I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and punch it in there i'm gonna go ahead and punch it now and i'm just throwing it all over to y'all and 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 ask y'all do you really have any regrets in life um i oftentimes think about that in my life like hmm i regret doing this i regret doing that but then sometimes i think that hmm what i went through actually made me who i am some things you know what i'm saying pastor charles i regret quitting on some things because you know when we preach that message i ain't saying we you preach that message uh that said you know what i'm saying i quit quitting and i realized that i regret the seasons of my life where i quit where i stopped where i put down certain things because you know what i'm saying i know i shouldn't have but i was discouraged i you know what i'm saying i felt like i wanted to make it and i quit i gave up on certain things so i regret that but then at the same time i look at it now and think, hmm, well, maybe it wasn't my season and I can pick it up. But then at the same time, certain things I didn't pick up. But on a simple level, like I said, throwing it over to you guys, do you have any regrets? And how do you feel about regrets in life overall? Anybody want to jump in on there? There you go. I guess I'll be first. Um, I, to be honest, um, I think if if you're alive and you actually at this point seem to have your head screwed on somewhat straight you always have there there's always going to be regrets i mean it's like you know hindsight is always 2020 as as i said you know um maybe doing something a little bit better or if if we had the opportunity or taking an opportunity when you know maybe you were too shy bashful or i mean sometimes saying something and saying something all for wrong um, you know, take it, which you could take words back and stuff like that. So it's a broad subject, but, um, but yeah, I mean, that's, I think anybody who has, who is, if you're, if you're at any age, I would even say, especially if you've gotten to your thirties and you made it to your thirties and you look back on your stupid teenage years and some stuff that maybe you did or said, or, or if someone's passed away, wishing that you had said or done something for them or whatever, you know, it's it's always gonna be something. So uh, I'll just start there. I got a list of them, and I do mean a list. 
Um, you got a list of regrets for I your have life? a list of them. Yes, and wow. I'm, on, I'm, only, I'm only 25, you know, so I haven't reached, you know, my life in different aspects like some of you in this room who have much succeeded me in age. But um, I have definitely done a lot of things that I should not have done. There are some people that I've connected with I should not have connected with. There's some people I'd have been with I should not have been with. There are some decisions that I've made that I should not have made. If I could go back and redo a lot of things, there's a whole list of things that I would most definitely do a lot differently than what I did. So, I mean, and I am thankful because now that I did make those stupid decisions and the Lord has been able to help me through those or I've learned from those, I can help other young people not make, you know, the same decisions that I made so that they don't have to regret what I regretted. But even with me still being a blessing to people with my experience, it's still something I'd be like, nigga, why did you do that? Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So yeah. that I def even being young, I definitely have a list of regrets that I've that I wish um were not a part of my experience, but I can't do anything about them now. So yeah, I have plenty of regrets. Prophet, can I hop in here? Yeah, definitely. Good morning. Praise the Lord, saints. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Michael. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I want to shift it just a little bit. Um, as I, and, and this is kind of what I've been dealing with on my own. And it comes from 1 Corinthians 13, 1. And, and everybody knows that love is patient. Love is kind. It doesn't envy. It doesn't boast. It's not proud. It's not rude. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. Here it is. It keeps no record of wrong. Ooh, okay. And, you know, G, Paul tells us in Ephesians 533. Before you hold on, Mike, before you go on and make people feel bad about regrets, let me get my regrets out first. Because <laughs> <laughs> you about to go in and make people feel bad about having regrets. No, 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 I'm said, not oh, about to make you feel bad. Yes, he he be like, y'all really don't and love y'all sales. I got regrets. Listen, I'm just I'm just telling you what the Bible says. This isn't Michael's opinion. This is just what the word says. <laughs> right. But we want to hear what the go. word says right now. We want to feel we want to feel what we feel. Like I want to hear about the word right now. I regret that I married that woman. Listen, okay? <laughs> Listen, so so JY, I get it, man. I'm 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 in a regrettable state stage of my life right now, and this is and this is this is a true story. I am in the middle of a regrettable decision. I'm in the when I say in the middle of a regrettable decision, I'm in the middle of a of a regrettable decision. Don't do and, it. And I've been beating myself up and I've been not even beating myself up about the situation I'm currently in, beating myself up about how I ended up in the situation that I am, uh, that I'm in. I'm beating myself up um, over over decisions I didn't make five years ago that led to the situation that I'm in right now. And in my devotion, love keeps no record. And in Ephesians 5.33, before J.Y. hopped in and told me he don't care what scripture, uh, in Ephesians 5.33, it says, husbands, love your wives like you love yourself. A, a man can't love his wife 
beyond what he loves himself. Jesus says the greatest commandment is love the Lord your God with all your heart, your might, your soul. Secondly, love your neighbor like you love yourself. You can't love your neighbor beyond what you love yourself, which also like, means- I live in Texas and they live in Ohio. They ain't my neighbor. Uh, that's, uh, that's fair. Um, <laughs> but that means you also, that means you also can't love God past the extent you love your neighbor and you, if you can't love your neighbor beyond the extent you love yourself, if, if what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 3, 1 is true, and we proclaim love of ourselves, we do such a good job of letting go of everybody else's records. No, nah, we don't. Um, we do a good job of forgiving other people for what they've done, but we do piss poor at 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 forgetting what we've done and if and if love does keep no record of wrong you can have remorse in the middle of your decision but i think to truly live out the gospel we we've got to live without regret because if god isn't keeping any record of your wrong what business do you have keeping record of your wrong keeping record of your wrong of your wrong means you're putting yourself above God, which is what ultimately got Adam and Eve kicked out the uh, the garden. That's that's an interesting theory. If, if, If God is forgetting, what business do you have remembering? I'm gonna go on mute. So, so the issue that I have with that, and, and, and it makes sense. I don't think regret and wrong are always synonymous. I do believe that they share some similar qualities, but I really don't think that they are always. Um, I don't believe I don't believe that that is always the case. There for me, I believe we use our regrets to teach. Um. And I don't live in my regret. I don't live there. I'm not keeping record of, dang, I did this, dang, I did this, dang, I did this. I'm a new creature for sure. I'm definitely a new creature. But that doesn't mean that just because I got saved, that it, it doesn't. So so let, let's just say this. Let's just say I made a bad decision to sleep with Sally. And Sally gave me HIV, right? For the, and I have that for the rest of my life. Let's say I get saved and I love myself. I'm not going to be getting up every morning saying things. I shouldn't have slept with Sally. Dang, I shouldn't have slept with Sally. But I'm never going to forget that the reason that I have this is because I slept with Sally. Yeah. Let's be real. I don't yeah. care how much Holy Ghost you have. You're not going to forget that. Yeah. And even though that's something you regret, that is still a story that I can use to encourage and help other people to say, hey, don't be like this. Don't do that. You, you know what I'm saying? And I and I just so just because I have a regret doesn't mean I live in regret. I think there is a difference between me living there that's and me true. having one. And I also think that that's different from wrong. Now, some things that we regret may be wrong. Some things may have not been wrong. They just may not have been the wisest decisions. Like a lot of the stuff I did, it wasn't exactly wrong. It's just that I did not make the best decision. So again, I'm not keeping record 
a wrong. It, it's just that I'm using what I've gone through to help other people not fall into the same place that I fell into. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I just don't think that we can just compare regret to wrong all the time. And that's just my opinion and my digress. No, I think that's fair. My, when I think, when I hear what you just described, I hear guilt. And and Trey, for the record, you did say you do have a literal list. Yeah, Um, there's that. I do have a list, but that don't mean I live there. I'm not beating myself and living in condemnation about it. So, so Trey, I'll be honest with you. I have a list as well, um, but my list is more centered around the Hebrew practice of teshiva, and teshiva is making right those you have wronged. Um, and so, every time I every time I make right what I have wronged, I cross that I cross that off of my list. Every time, every time I make whole which was broken, I take it off my list. And I don't even let the other person use it against me at that point in time. Um, and I think that's the difference. I think that's the difference. I think what you're talking about is guilt. And guilt is a good thing because guilt, when you're guilty, it reconciles you back to God. Guilt is the same as, a, as, as conviction, right? Right, right, right. To be convicted is to be guilty. Um, and, and so I use Isaiah, when Isaiah's in the throne room, he says... Uh, he says, um, uh, I'm not worthy for I'm a man of unclean lips. Yep. And, and it says uh, an angel takes a burning heap of coal and places it in his mouth. His mouth. Yeah. The, the, the thing he was guilty of was made clean. Here's the part. You never hear Isaiah mention being a man of unclean lips again. Because that which that which was that's what that which made him guilty restored him. Guilt is a very good thing. And when you're speaking from a place of guilt, listen, I've been guilty of X, Y, Z. But if it's true that God uses everything for for his greater glory, was that uh, Romans eight twenty eight? all things work together for the greater good of those who are called according to his purposes. That means I can't regret this thing anymore because one, God has reconciled me from this thing. And then two, God is using this thing for uh, for his greater good. What's that? What's that? It also says God doesn't repent from any good gift. And if God is if God is taking your regrettable situation and, and making it for good, God's not repenting of that regrettable situation that he was able to use for good, why should we? That, that's all I'm saying. So I get what you're saying, Trey, but I think where you're speaking of is from a place of guilt, not from a place of regret. That's just me, I might be wrong. So question, is regret not saying, I wish I would not have done that? Is that not regret? It could be a part of it. No and, more and, the question. And so I think what you're describing Where? is repentance. Um, so regret. I feel sad or disappointed over something that has happened or been done, especially a lost or a missed opportunity. 
a feeling of sad sadness. Repentance can be a part of regret, but repentance isn't always a part of regret. I agree with that. Hey, y'all. Good morning. Good, good morning, morning, Ebony. So it's the sense of conviction. Jump in. My fault, Ebony. Go for it. I'm I'm late. I'm I'm very late. Um, so from what I've heard so far, you guys are on the subject of um having regrets. Um, I agree with Michael that repentance and conviction are not always one and the same. You can feel convicted about something but not repent. Repentance is not only just a feeling of being bad, it's the act of turning away from, making an intentional decision to not do it again. I regret things that I've gone back and done again. So they're not they're not synonymous. Uh y'all know that prayer. I, I think we've all prayed it at least once. Lord, if you get me out of this, I'll never do it again. And then you find yourself back at it again. Oh, we um, did Because you truly didn't, you know, repent in that moment. You may have, you know, you may have had a repentant heart or you may have repented out of. You just really regretted uh, it. That's it, honestly. Out of need for salvation. Yeah, I don't want to say obligation, but, you know, we just kind of go through the motion sometimes if we're honest. Like, this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to repent. I was taught to repent. Um, but I'm one of them people, I say it all the time, people always laugh at me. I don't waste, I don't waste repent. If if I am not, uh, if I don't have any intent of, of turning away from it, I was just never that one. I'm not going to sit here and repent. I'm not going to lie to God because God knows me. What's the point of lying to God? Um, if I'm going to do it again, like there are some people, I you know, have just done things and I may have given them a strong answer and the Lord may convict me, but I, I I'm not repenting for that because I, Lord, I, they probably won't make me do it again. Um, you know, so. There are some there are some things that I think just you can feel bad about. You can even feel guilty about. Um, even regret. Let's talk about regret. There are things that I regret that I don't feel bad about. I'll give you a perfect example. Have you ever said to somebody, I'm sorry for the way I said it, but I meant what I said? You're really yes. apologizing. Yeah, okay. Sometimes you're apologizing for what you said. Maybe but, it was the extra sentiment, like you meant the sentiment, but maybe the words you used weren't right. You don't have a regret about what you said, but you recognize that perhaps I hurt your feelings or perhaps it came off right. stronger than I intended. Um, so yeah, there are things that I regret that I don't necessarily feel bad about. Uh, there are relationships I regret. I don't necessarily regret the relationship. I regret who I allowed myself to become or not become you know, in the relationship. So all of these words are not necessarily synonymous, depending on the situation. You know, everything has a little bit of nuance to it. Um, but again, I'm just coming on conversation. So I might be missing part of the point. But I'm listening. I'll, I'll drop in right Ebony, I want to just hop into what you just said. And see, see, JY, y'all going to be upset with me again. I always go back to the word. Hold on, hold on, Michael. Right before you do that then, right before you do that then, I'm going to stop you, and I'm going to let J.Y. get his regret out, and then I want to hear from Pastor Charles and Mama Lynn, and then I'm going to throw it back over to you real quick, <laughs> if they have something. J.Y., you, you don't want to get your regret out? I regret coming on this dang on program. <laughs> <laughs> Not the road that you are No, J.Y., you had to come in here, because I was sending the dogs out for you if I didn't see you today. Let's just be clear. Oh, Lord. Sending the dogs out for you. No, right, because we ain't seen you in like three, four days. Man. Listen. He started a new job. So, yeah, I got a, actually got to drive up to, I think it's Tyler or Temple, Texas. I don't know. Past, what's the, what's, is Tyler closer to us or Temple? I got to drive up past um, wherever, it's past Colleen, but again with a T. I got to go, get, it's only Staples near me. To go get some business cards, Lord Jesus. Temple, Temple, Temple. I gotta drive to Temple um, today. So, um, 
Yeah, I just started a new little gig, and so I've been in uh, trainings and stuff. So, um, but I, I've been here. Uh, but I definitely regret coming in here because of I, I don't want to be rebuked for my regrets because I have regrets I'm living in right now, and some of the regrets is weird because I've gotten. Um, what you may call blessing, but my children get on my nerves sometimes, but I got children out of it. But, you know, and I always question the guy, like, the funny thing about it, before I married um, my children's mother, I actually had ran into Deborah at church. We both ran into each other, like, right before then. And I crushed on her then, and I didn't say nothing then. I'm like, man, did we miss our moment at that time? And maybe, you know, things would have been... My, I still would have had my children. There's so many different things that go to your mind, you know what I mean? But, like, because I'm living in it. I have a court. I still have to go to court. I have court in two days. What's the second? And they have court on Thursday, still trying to get this crap resolved. Um, that's just been the bane in my neck of, of, a, of a choice that I made that I knew better from at the time. But I let my mental circumstances and, you know, lack of confidence really deter me. There's other regrets I have. I didn't take football serious when I was playing in college. Um, my whole life probably could have been different um, if I would have took it really serious then and not been so lazy um, with the ability that I had. Now, I could have had more problems with it too because more money the more problems. So I probably could have. Deborah. I, was never going to I never was going to Yo, I was literally about to message you that, JY, when I heard Deborah say that in the background. <laughs> I, I, I would never have did that, okay? I, I know I watch our brothers get drafted, and they always got somebody a little lighter next to them. You know? <laughs> did you uh, say you would have ran a white woman? <laughs> nah, I got, I got a black mama. So, because, uh, 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 sidebar, when I had to, got divorced, I went on these little dating apps, right? Because I was, you know, I never really dated before so i went on date naps and i always used to get hit up by them you know lighter skinned women um and white women and i mean they used to call me all kind of crazy racist or whatever because i just didn't really want to take them serious because i told them i have a i have black daughters and i have a black mother and so um i always was going to bring anyone around that's going to look you know like them you know for the most part so no you know and, and we try to teach my son my son is super smart super athletic he gonna be one of those ones that you're gonna see on tv doing great things and i we don't my wife already told him that he ain't allowed so uh he got the lot he got the latinos out here after him too so i don't know i said that may be okay but uh anyway Never stop. It's recorded. Oh, I don't know the people. I don't know the people. They go right. What do you mean? She said with her chest. When she come back, and they gonna be like, "Oh, worry, have it." That prophetess Deborah is uh 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 uh. What's the word? And she stand ten toes down on it. Yeah, she is. That's what they gonna say. She stand ten toes down on whatever she believes. Anything else? Deborah, you supposed to be faster from Clubhouse. I, I'm not on there. You are. This is my own <laughs> Yo. She's like, she ain't talking to them. She's talking to you. <laughs> anyway, as I was saying, uh, yeah, I'm still married. Um, but uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got the, nah, nah, they love you in here. They probably want you. They right, I be waiting for her to come back here. Yeah. They're like, Lord, please let her come back. Now, nah, um, but um. Yeah, I got those regrets, man. Like, and it, 
and I can get where the Bible says where it says because I've been haunted by them. Like I will be up in the middle of the night just really regretting a lot of things and a lot of choices I made, especially living in circumstances I'm living now. Now I realize like the sports thing, life could have been a lot different because, you know, um, I have had a hard time telling saying no. You know what I'm saying? So I could have been in a really bad predicament you know, feeling like I have to take on the whole world and everybody's problems because I had a hard, I had a hard time saying no. So there's a lot of things I look at it as that I was, I was probably protected from, uh, you know, which I kind of teach my son even now as he's progressing and getting older and doing whatever, you know, um, but he think everybody a gold digger anyway, so I don't got to worry about that part with him. <laughs> but yeah, man, there's just a bunch of regrets I have, you know I mean? Just decisions I made. And unfortunately, I don't have no record. I don't have those type of decisions that I regret. I just do regret some of the stuff that I did not listen to true wise counsel or listen to the spirit that was in me. What I didn't realize was a spirit. I thought it was just a, a unction or a bad gut feeling, but actually listen to the Holy Spirit when I ignored the Holy Spirit and made, made decisions that was not... Um, uh, uh, I guess, uh, beneficial uh, in the long run. But I will take this back. I am grateful for the lessons I've learned in my bad decisions um, and and things in that nature. I am definitely grateful because now I can help others not make those mistakes and not go through those situations that live in regret. I could tell them, like, bro, I'm letting you know right now, it's not going to be cool on the other end. Trust me on this. So, yeah. So go ahead, Mike, go ahead and use your little Bible verses and preach about, talk, speak about a person that you don't even really talk about that much. Go ahead. Uh, you better not say anything about Paul because he don't even like Paul. No, nah, so nah, I'm, go, Paul I'm going to the red letters, J.Y. All right, go to red letters. He don't even like Paul. So don't I'm about to say, because he's going to start preaching Paul. I'm like, he perfect. Cause he'll be <laughs> I don't weird. Really... And, no, uh, and Michael want to tell you, my wife is the same way. She says she's going to have words with Paul when they get, she gets to heaven. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. I don't. She might be in mind. line with you right next to y'all. Both will come out at the same time. You and her together. You don't even want me to get me started on that, JY. <laughs> but that's why I, I think, like sometimes, like if we consider ourselves having a regret, does that make us somewhat ungrateful? What, so, so, Prophet, to can I answer your question with this scripture verse? Then, yeah. So Jesus says in Matthew 5, um, starting in verse 21, he, he starts talking about anger. And then if you hop down to verse 22, verse 23, he says, So if you're offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, here it is, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. Come to terms quickly with your accuser while you're going uh, with him to court, lest your accuser hand you over to the judge uh, and the judge to the guard and you be put in prison. Truly, I say to you, you will never get out until you have paid the last penny. And prophet, I wonder if some of us need to be leaving our offerings and going and reconciling with those who have wronged us and those whom we have wronged and then come back and give it because it says if you remember someone that has something against you leave your gift and then go be reconciled remembering without reconciliation 
is just as bad as as not caring. And, and so regret should lead you to conviction. Conviction should lead you to guilt. Guilt should lead you to reconciliation. But if you're still at the stage of simply regret, um, I, I based off of that reading of the passage of scripture, regret isn't good enough. You must first go reconcile. Um, and, and so that, that that's the whole point. If you're at a place of regret, there's some reconciliation that needs to happen. Um, and I worry, I believe, based off of the red letters, not Paul, I believe that there are some of us um, who are missing out on countless amounts of blessings because we're living in our regret and not our conviction. Well, this was before Jesus died, right? <laughs> <laughs> he died, all that was on the cross for him, so we good, right? <laughs> <laughs> but that's what makes me think, because you said something real good. If you regret it, it should lead to conviction. If you have conviction about it, it should lead to guilt. And then if it leads to guilt, it should, you should have reconciliation. That's interesting. Because I think a lot of people even have guilt, but they don't feel convicted about things to have. Re- I would switch those two. I would say regret, guilt, conviction, then reconciliation. Because I feel like a lot of people may feel regret. They may feel guilty. But they don't have the conviction sometimes to reconcile. Hey, uh, my wife got a go ahead. My wife got a question. Go ahead, Deb. What are you saying? That's what um, what a uh, prophet just said. Like sometimes you can go through something and regret the fallout or the outcome, but yeah. not have a conviction to reconcile. Yeah, they're a liar. They are liars. And it's like if I come and sit down and talk to you. And you gonna lie to my face? Why would I set myself up like that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just like, oh well, that's that situation dead in the water. And you yeah. reconcile to, and you can reconcile. Can you just reconcile it to Jesus? Like, Lord, I understand this is where they are. There's no malice in my inner on my heart, but because of they their mental condition or whatever it is, it's gonna be falling almost to deaf ears on the moot point. Yeah. So it's like. I made it right in the spirit. And and I, I believe that just like when the word, when the centurion went to uh, Jesus and he asked him to speak a word that it went to them, that Jesus didn't have to come or whatever, that I believe that Jesus, could, the word can be sent to them spiritually, you know, of a sense of peace that they have to deal with on their own. But I don't really want to necessarily have conversation because of the, of the fact of a mental illness that I have to face. And it, it can put me myself in a place that i'm just not ready to go back to you know what i'm saying i just don't want to put myself in that kind of warfare no more so it's like look i made it right with the spirit right with my with my with my salvation i made it right right with god (laughs) and i believe that god can make intercession on my behalf and i don't have to face that individual anymore is that is that okay is that okay is that falling the line i i think i think you run the risk because immediately after jesus starts talking about reconciliation and leaving offerings He goes on to say the golden rule, do unto others as you would have done unto you. And what Jesus is saying there is put yourself in somebody else's situation and think about how you'd want to be treated in the middle of that situation. And it's... I I would want you to protect your peace and stay away from me, especially if my mouth it, it, it is a tool that could be used to tear you down, even in the appearance of association. 
I would yeah. want you to protect your 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 call, your gift, your everything from me <laughs> if I'm unpredictable. Walk away. Protect your yeah. talk about um knocking the dust off your feet. If they don't receive you, if I know if I've talked to this person and we've gone back and forth and you apologize, oh I love you so much. Yeah. Do you just everything to me? Do you turn around and like she can't but you know what I'm saying? So it's time for me to shake the dust off my feet and I feel like that negates everything else. You know, it's, it's you come to a point where you just gotta be like, um, no, I'm not going back over there. You know what I'm saying? I so you still reconcile yourself Deborah, right? why? I wanna see myself. I wanna hear what he has to say. He's on mute. This is a this is serious because I don't <laughs> want to go to hell for a lying person. You're not gonna go so, to hell, Deborah. So, so I, I ain't trying to go to hell. hell. Prophet, can I share my personal testimony of what I'm going through? It's on a recorded thing. This is actually pretty serious. All right, go ahead, go ahead. If you're transparent enough for it, go for it. All right. Um, uh, on July 21st, July 23rd, me and my daughter's mother had words and words alone. I left her house. I got in my car. I went to my house. Last Thursday, as I was on my way out of my house to, um, as I was out, going out of my house to go to the airport to fly to California to pick my son up, uh, I saw the police outside my door and I opened my door and because I didn't, I didn't think anything, you know, I, I thought they needed some help with something. And they let me know, are you Michael Brown? Yes, what's up? Hey, we've got a warrant for your arrest. I spent last Thursday and Friday in jail because this woman has gone to the police and said I strangled her, which is a which is a class three felony in the state of Ohio. I have court this Friday to determine whether they're going to drop the charges, dismiss the charges, or hold the court or hold the case over to common pleas court. I, it cost me $25,000 to bail myself out of jail and I have no record. And if it goes to common pleas court on Friday, I run the risk of being issued another bond that I have to pay in order to remain free until court. And right now, in the middle of this, I have all the evidence that I need to go to court to win. I have all the evidence that I need to to beat her and beat her bad to not only affect her business, her livelihood, but to affect the livelihood of some of her family based off of what I have. And right now, I have to discern I'm discerning how I'm supposed to handle this while still safeguarding whatever it is that she's going through. Because I don't know everything that she's going through. I don't know what caused her to do that. Um, actually, I do know what caused her to do that. Um, but for me, I have to I have to one forgive someone who more who more or less doesn't believe they're doing anything wrong. But then I have to reconcile whatever perceived wrong she thinks I've done to her while still protecting her 
not because I owe her that as an ex-boyfriend, an ex-fiance, whatever the case may be, but because I pray, I pray to God, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive me my trespass as I forgive those that trespassed against me. And and whether I'm romantically in love with her anymore or not is indifferent. If I proclaim the love of Christ and I'm expecting blessings upon blessings upon blessings upon blessings, I have to go to her and be reconciled with and, and reconcile against whatever perceived wrong she thinks I've done. And I have to do it in such a way that still protects her sanctity. So, too nice. <laughs> and so, so I say that to say, and then I'm gonna have to hop off of here. I say that to say that uh, uh, I know Trey isn't in here, but JY, Pastor Reed, Prophet, when I say I'm in the middle of regret right now, I'm in the re middle of regret in this moment, and I know probably what I'm going to do. I'm probably going to go play it nice um, because I want God to play it nice to me. Um, and I'm trying to get to a place where I go play it nice, where I'm able to just remove myself, remove the charges from me without bringing charges on her. And I know that's probably what I'm going to do, but I'm repenting of doing this good thing that I know I'm called to do. And that's what I'm currently reconciling with right now. So, so, so JY, when I, like, believe me, I hear you and I hear what everybody is saying um, and understand that I'm going through it right now. And one of the things I'm struggling with right now is holding myself to the same standard that I, that I was just saying to you, that I was just saying to Trey, that I was just saying to Prophet is making sure that me in me in in my belief system are still sound in moving forward is that you know what and i and i'm 100 percent with that area too and um uh, because you got my wife over here humming and being real like re, you know reflecting as well and i appreciate your transparency in this because i'm even reminded in this bible speaking about the individual that owed somebody something right and i guess uh he was given forgiveness and uh he posted had died i forgot what the what the account was and <clears throat> he uh gave the person forgiveness but then when he left himself someone owed him and then he tried to make them pay and word got back to the king that he owed and uh, he ended up dying and so <clears throat> i'm in that i'm in that boat too so i think that is a lot of reason why a lot of us are probably held up because of the I will use the word grudges or whatever the regret we carry, which is almost like curses, right? That we have against individuals. And so we're living out what we're, what we're carrying. And so, uh, I'm glad you shared that because it definitely puts things in different perspective for me. I just got to know how to strategically, um, operate this, you know what I mean? I got to, I just got to figure it out. So, uh, yeah, man, I, I, I'm with you. I get you. Listen, Pultra Fresh 
Yeah, I see my breakfast. Because y'all know, when we start talking good in this room, I start Prophet, eating we over here pouring our lives out about regret. Like, you over here trying to show us some quesadillas. <laughs> Listen, what I, because it's so good. This quesadillas is good, and this conversation With is good. I, with my turkey bacon. Yes, ma'am. Well, not fake bacon. I said turkey bacon. It's turkey. <laughs> it's not turkey bacon. bacon. It's tur it ain't cured. It's turkey. It's not bacon. Y'all so funny. <laughs> but no, y'all know I started eating on the conversation as well as naturally because this is so good. It really makes me rethink how I handle even relationships. And I have a friendship and a relationship like that right now where it's like, hmm. I, can't, I, don't, I regret, you know what I'm saying, getting this person involved in something. But at the same time, uh, like I, I don't know, it's hard to explain because I'm not that nice yet. I'm still like, like I have a heart of repentance. I have, I be convicted about something, and to me, I'm so nice. Like I want to reconcile with everybody, right? Don't let me find out I offended you. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm gonna come over there and be, hey, I'm, I'm sorry, you, you still want like I'm, I'm I still be want to be friends with people and everything. Like uh, you know what I'm saying? Like I will. I, I naturally have regret. I naturally repent and feel bad. But then a lot of people don't always have that conviction. And that's why I be confused. And that's why I be like, huh? Like, how do you, like, anytime, like, I, I don't know. And Mama Lynn, we talked about it even the other day, kind of when we were talking about how you went to Dr. Murray thing. And it was like a, a integrity type of, ex, uh, uh, yeah, it, yeah, it's hard for me to explain. It's hard for me to explain, too. Because I think it ties into our character. It ties into who we really are. I think that regret lies a little bit deeper when you know that it's a right and wrong thing. You know what I'm saying? If you know you done did it wrong, you know, like, of course you're going to regret. Of course you're going to be convicted. But you have to be aware of that. Certain people can't even regret certain things because they don't know that they were wrong. They don't know. Like, there hasn't been a conviction. There hasn't been a guilt. But even with the people who find themselves in a moment where, hey, you did something wrong, do you still feel guilty about it? Do you regret doing it? Would you change it? Pastor Charles, I know you said you got up. Sunday, and you know what I'm saying? You said something that you probably didn't say. I'm sure you regret that, but at the end of the day, like, were you convicted to, like, not say it again and reconcile with the church or whoever you offended when you said that? Well, I mean, what I said was probably, uh, I had to kind of get some, get some, uh, get my mind kind of back in motion with it. Because I think what is happening, and this is something that I'm not really thought about, um, where God is taking me now, especially into this place of the the bishopric piece, and and mm -hmm. and I and I know it's and people kind of like, oh yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. But let me tell you, when you're really in it and God is really doing something, there are certain things that sometimes um, you can't tolerate when you see uh, stupidity more. happening. Yeah. yeah. You see stupidity happening or something like that, it tends to be a thing where your voice automatically kicks in and to get it straight. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what was happening at the time. And my family only know me to be, I mean, they're like, you're the nice guy, you know, don't, don't turn to that. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of thinking like, oh man, maybe I saw something and I just, it just kind of, it's something that I needed to straighten out in a moment. And whatever it was, I, I said it. But when we started singing, all of a sudden, it was like we shifted. We shifted the room. The room was entirely shifted, and all of a sudden, man, we would—they were shouting and running and hollering and stuff. 
And I was like, what happened? What that be? What happened? But what I realized is that, and now I think about it in the spirit realm, there are sometimes um, something has to be laced or lanced, I should say, to let the germs out. You got to cut. Sometimes you get a bump or something like that. It has to be squeezed out, but sometimes you got to cut it. They have to lance it to be able, because it's so far in, you can't do nothing with it. You have to lance it, let that, whatever that uh, infection out, clean it out, and then sew it back up so it can actually have the chance to, to heal properly. And that's sometimes what happens in regret. I mean, I look back on it, I, I wouldn't have, I shouldn't have said that or whatever. And sometimes we don't even realize it, but what had happened or what happened to us had to happen so that you would actually make the make a better choice and move forward with your life. Yeah. Um, I say all that to say, and I talk about this often, and I, I mean, I don't know why I keep talking about it. Maybe it's something that somebody needs to hear, but I got fired from the church that I was at. The pastor had his own um, ideas about what needed to happen and what was going to be happening. And I was not a part of that. And so he automatically, it wasn't, it wasn't that I wasn't, that I was a good, I wasn't good music, minister music. That was not the case because he, I mean, the, the, the facts were there. The, the, the church had grown some because of that. And, and, and I had a big choir. I had a big uh, orchestra. I had all of that. And it was running fine when the man got there. But he wanted something different because he wanted he wanted to be able to control it better. He couldn't control me. He knew that. So he had to get rid of me. And he took the time, was calculated, and tried to do what he needed to do, and he got rid of me. But the real piece of it is, is that I would have never left had he not fired me, right. which means okay. kingdom life would not would be in place. Yeah. Right. And so I, 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 it hurt, and I didn't understand it. I was mad about it and I went through my changes, but now I look back on it. Like David said, it was good that I was afflicted. Mm. That's good, Pastor Charles. So there are some regrettable things that have happened in my life. There are some things that I'm like, Lord, I wish I had never experienced this because had I not experienced this, this wouldn't be a thorn in my flesh Mm. or had I not gone, had I not had, but here's the funny thing about it is that in spite of your thorn in the flesh, in spite of your misgiving, in spite of Michael, you having, um, you, you, uh, making love to this woman and having this child. And now you had to deal with this piece of it. In spite of all that, you have something that came out of it, your child, you love your baby. And so the, one of the reasons you ain't going you know, I, I, this is what I'm surmising. This is just me. One of the reasons you, you're not going to um, go all all head first into it and beat her up and go really go for it is probably because you don't want your child to probably have have to be out in the street or nothing like that or be without their mom. Remember yesterday we were talking about the woman that shot her, shot the girl, shot that 25-year-old girl. I bet she regretted I'm sure, <laughs> I, I'm sure a part of her is in regret. In regret I'm sure. Maybe if, 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 you know, if she's going through the process now, if she's being processed and being fingerprinted, I'm sure she is like, Lord, what, and, you know, maybe, maybe there's some regret there. Maybe she's old enough to say, mm, I'm glad I did it. Shot the hell up. You know what I'm saying? We talked about that before. But then that's why I say that's a weird line, Pastor Charles, because some folks, you're not going to feel convicted or a sense of regret for certain things. Like if I, I ain't gonna cap. If somebody was hurting my mama, kind of like that that video we seen with the boy who shot the man, cause 
he had hit his mama. I ain't gonna regret going to jail or sue nobody for putting their hands on my mama. I ain't gonna regret that. Okay, but so let me, but let me tell you that. Now I've lived in that. My my mom, I saw my mom and my stepfather. It wasn't my stepfather then, but I saw them fighting, and they both had their hands around each other's neck. Right? I regret and not putting my hands on them. <laughs> I re, I mean, part of me is like, why why didn't I take the knife and stab it? Or why didn't my brother stab him? Because he never yeah. put your knife in his hand. And he said, I'm going to stick you. Now, why didn't he do that? Because he would have regretted it. it. Yeah, he would have been in jail. Oh. Before, before his time, we would have been probably yeah. in foster home or something. I mean, my point, though, is, is that think certain things, the regret piece is always like, I wish I had slapped them. But then if you slapped them, what, would have, what else would have happened with that? Oh. And so we have to go back in there. But Romans 8 and 1, it was in the, in the scriptures. This there is therefore now no condemnation when regret continues to be in our lives and it continues to 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 turn and turn and turn and turn and it continues to be able to bring us down. It turns into when it's full grown, it turns into condemnation. And the scripture says, "There is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus." By the way, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. So there we go. That's where that's what's happening. Let's get out. Can't stay in regret. Can't stay there. You gotta move forward. Okay, I I understand that. Now I definitely understand the moving forward in the grid because I I ain't gonna continue to dwell on things and constantly regret them. But I'm always like Trey said early. It's always gonna be on the back of my mind. I'm always gonna remember this decision led to this. So I'm always gonna have a sense of regret. Like dog, I'm never gonna do that again. But let me throw it over to because I see Kelly in here and I see Coach in here. Y'all been in here peacefully hanging out with us, waiting and chilling. And I appreciate that too because I know we be up here talking and there be some good points that people want to jump in, but we just be jumping. So, yeah, thank y'all so much for hanging in there. And I want to throw both of y'all in there. Either or Kelly could go first, Coach could go first, whoever. I just want to hear from y'all. How y'all feel about this regret conversation? Hey, um, so thank you for inviting me up. It's been a minute. Um, I don't live with regret. I don't. Um, I am one of those people that just firmly believes that everything happens for a reason and that it, it just, it, it can't happen um, unless it was sent to bless me in some way, shape or form, whether it is um, I need to learn a lesson, God needs to put something in me or pull something out of me. So I don't live um, with regret. I am that person that grew up with the full uh, acceptance that anything I'm big and bad enough to do, um, I'm going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With, okay. And I accept everything that comes along with that decision to do it. I've been like that since child. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't live with regret. Um, I could say that I've made some very poor decisions that sent me through, you know, some trials and tribulations, but. The woman I have become on the other side of those decisions, um, I love her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I believe that the Lord puts us on um, kind of the path of least resistance. Mm -hmm. um, path of least resistance doesn't mean no resistance or no. It just means he operates with the minimum amount of pressure necessary to get you to where you need to go and to be, become who he's called you to become. And so you get to decide 
how little or how much <laughs> of that pressure is based on the decisions that you make. So um, I don't live with regret. Um, I live with lessons. Um, and I'm grateful to God that all of the decisions that I've made, he's not allowed them to consume me. Um, and again, anytime I thought I've messed something up, he reminds me that I'm not that powerful. I'm not powerful enough to ruin my life because he, mm, that's good. Where I live, I've always been that way. And so, um, nope, I have no regrets. Alan, thanks for uh, allowing me to speak. That's good. I kind of like that. Now you gotta make these things. CJ, well, JYC, that's, that's who, she, Kelly, you should have been in here to go first. Cause, cause that would have made me feel better before Michael came in here and tried to tried to use the Bible to make me feel bad about regrets. <laughs> but no, now you just made me feel because that's how we want to feel. Like, uh, God, you, I'm proud of it. It's like one of those things that Pastor Anthony say. It's not a uh uh in spite of or despite of or it's because of. I don't know something like that. So that's why I'm kind of like I'm I'm with you. I'm kind of I'm. <laughs> I'm not mad about the afflictions. <laughs> I'm not mad about the mistakes, but then sometimes I do be like, oh God, did I really have to go through that? Shoot. <laughs> Coaster, I'm throwing it over to you. Good morning, everybody. I apologize for my voice. Uh, still recovering from Sunday. Um, this conversation is, it's near and dear to my heart, but um, there's so much growth potential in this conversation. Um, I can say I have had regrets, but the Lord has been working on me about my perspective and my approach to things. Um, as y'all were speaking, one scripture pops up uh, in my brain, First uh, John 3 and 20, if our heart condemns God is greater than our heart because he knoweth all things. Um, and I think sometimes we, we do kind of assert ourselves to think that we have more power than we do. Yeah. He gives us the options, but ultimately he has the destination. And so uh, he knows whichever way we take what the end will be. And I think that takes some of the sting out of it for me is that I know I've made some mistakes, some missteps, and there's some things I can strive to do better. But to hold on to it, to say I regret those things is to further punish myself for something I can't change. Mm. It's like I did that. I can strive to do better, but am I gonna let this be a lesson or am I gonna make this be a weight? So it's like, okay, so I can continue to carry my mistake with me as a mistake and not something to learn from. Or I can say, you know what, I'm gonna do better. Um, what happened, happened in that moment, whether I knew better, didn't care to do better, I can't undo what I did. Yeah. I can only try to sow different seeds um, and hope to reap something different instead of, you know, continuing on that cycle because I don't think I knew that those things mattered in that moment. Like when something comes back up that you did before, it's not an opportunity for you to beat yourself up. It's not an opportunity for you to reevaluate a place that you can, you know, an area of opportunity for you to do better. Um, and I think all of those things are brought back to your remembrance just for like a growth check. It's just all about your perspective towards it. You can let your, you can let your, let your past, you know, be your present, which will hinder your future. Or you can let your past be exactly what it is 
um, be a marker for for growth. Um, learn from your mistakes the best way you can, and let God fill in the blanks because He has the blueprint, and that's what that's what I'm aiming for. Life is too short to really let regrets be like the thing you carry. You got so much other stuff to carry. You got so many other responsibilities. And I think the only responsibility to your past that you have is to be mindful to do better in your present so that your future looks better than where you come from. So that's how I look at regrets. I have plenty of things I could um, hold against myself for the decisions I made, but also look at the mindset I, I had at the time and what I was doing. But as God is working on me, he's also working on my mindset concerning things. So, you know, um, putting those things which are behind, we press forward, you know, for us churchy people. But um, realistically speaking, it's not always easy, especially if it was something not pleasant that you've done or have done or have survived. Um, I think therapy helps. Proper coping tools help. It's, it's not a cuss word to need Jesus and therapy um, to overcome some deeply rooted things attached to the decisions. So these are all the things and all the tools I'm using. So um, that's just my little piece I wanted to add. Again, I apologize for my voice. Hopefully y'all can hear me clearly. But um, that's don't what apologize I for your voice. Don't regret your voice. No, no, I, I don't regret my voice now. I I said good morning. But uh <laughs> yeah, that's that's really all I wanted to offer today. Appreciate it, Coach. Like I ain't gonna cap. I always love when you guys come into the room. Because everybody has such a different perspective on life. And I appreciate it. But that's why I say I don't regret too much. I do regret quitting. Because I was one of them people back in the day that I was a trailblazer and I quit on some stuff. But at the same time, you know what I'm saying? I thank God when, you know what I'm saying, I don't know if God was still working on what. But I do I be thinking back like uh I regret quitting. I regret stopping. I regret dropping the ball on certain things. And you're right. You gotta hold yourself guilty and convict. And kind of is. You're right. Unfair. That kind of is unfair, and that's kind of not good. So yeah, I'm gonna have to get delivered from that today in Jesus' name. <laughs> that's one 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 other thing is like when I started asking myself those questions. It's just like okay, what is this energy profiting me in the end, like? What am I getting from this? Holding on to regret as like some type of disappointment in myself or in the situation. Like, what am I getting out of this? It's not propelling me forward. It's, abso it's absolutely keeping me stagnant from moving forward. It's like weights. So like, what can I do with this information? I can't change what happened. You can't do nothing about it. Except for what did... um. What did Rafiki say? The way I see it, you either run from it or learn from it. The Lion King was prophetic. Y'all just missed it. But uh, so weak. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you have to look at it. It's not that you don't have worries. You just gotta, you gotta, you gotta look at it differently than how is than how the moment presents itself. Because in the moment, you can do a lot of things, and there's a lot of things in hindsight. Is you could say, oh, I should have did that. But if you would have did that, what would have happened then? 
But thank, thank God. And a lot of things that we say we should have did, we bless God that we didn't do because would we, would you be here in this moment, prophet, if you would have did the things that negatively that you wanted to do that for whatever reason you didn't do, would I be here? Would any of us be here? We don't know the trajectory of our life and the courses that would have changed had we did the negative things that we wanted to do in hindsight. And we kind of be like, oh man, I should have, I should have gave a person a piece of my mind. Well, you don't know if they would have came back with a piece of steel and forgiven you a piece of their mind because people are crazy. And so I think these things are, are worthy of, of a thought, but not of a settling place. Like don't sit there in it for too long because what you going to do with it? How's it going to help you? If you can't learn from it, leave it where it's at. That's how I'm looking at things now. So thank you again. That's good. That's good. I appreciate that. See, I just have to start looking at it different because, I mean, regret, I mean, for me, it falls two different ways. Like I said, for I, I regret quitting certain things, but then at the same time, you know, you kind of regret certain, starting certain things. But you got to say, you still have the opportunity to do it. So, yeah, you, you're making a lot of sense. But I'm going to throw it over to Dr. Patton, and I also see K. Nick that popped in. Dr. Patton, good morning. Y'all know it's 11 o'clock. We get ready to wrap up. But you know what I'm saying? The question on the table today was, do you have regrets, and how do you see those? So I want to hear you, Dr. Patton. Yeah, this is a great conversation. I love what uh, Kelly had to submit um, and even what Kosha just said. Um, regret, I think it's, it's perspective is based on a person's outlook. Um, I do have regrets, but I don't necessarily live in them or hold myself to or just hold myself hostage with it. But the other part, I think there's a better word for regret is actually remorse because there's a difference between remorse yeah, and regret because sometimes what, what happens with people is that um, remorse will say um, I'm really sorry that I did that but I gotta fix it right or I need to fix it or I need to fix myself or I need to take accountability because people that have no regrets or say I don't live life with regrets uh, and, not, and this is not to disparage what, what Kelly was saying because I think she was coming from a, a, a more of a saying that, hey, I can have some remorse about some things, but I'm not going to live in a prison of my remorse and my mistakes and that kind of thing. Um, I think that sometimes with regret, it can turn into regret and not remorse when you say, man, every time, and I, I had to get through this, um, with my teenage daughter who's 17, now graduating from high school, there was some pockets in her life that I felt that I could have been a better father. And even when her mother and I split up 13 years ago, somewhere in there, yeah, 13 years ago, and she was so young at four, I realized the damage that a broken home caused a child, and in particular my daughter that lo loved me so much. And for years, even after me and her mother split, she wanted me to come back home. And I knew it wasn't gonna happen. I had to tell the truth, I couldn't lie. But it made me live in regret for a lot of years. And it wasn't until my wife and I got together, now my current wife and I, and really mending and blending and creating a family that is healthy and productive and even adding more children to the mix, that my daughter and I had a really serious conversation a few years back. And I was able to release a lot of that regret and then speak to my mistakes 
even the stuff that had nothing to do with me. But I learned, it taught me from a manhood space to say, sometimes when you're the man and you are like in the matrix, when you're the one, a decision you don't want to make or something you don't want to take accountability for, you know, and not just manhood, but even womanhood, just being an adult says that I have to be the one that step up and take accountability. So I learned not to live in regret. I learned to be remorseful. And then I learned to even with that remorse, not let it pillage over into regret because my daughter's not holding me to that. You know, she understands that her mother and I just weren't good together. And even other situations that she got to see for herself that I won't go into because that's, that's you know, that that's, that's a little bit too much. But we good now is the best way to just put it that way. But I had to, again, release myself from that regret. Because while I was remorseful, I'm sitting here saying, well, if I could have just did this or maybe if we could have figured out a way to stay together. I, I, I mean, you talking about seven ways from Sunday. I, I tried to put it together. But as Pastor Charles said earlier, I wouldn't be the husband and father I am now had I not experienced those things. And even when I counsel brothers or I'm, in, I'm on stages, or I'm in conversations with brothers, wherever it is, whether it's the, the barbershop, the church, clubhouse, whatever, don't matter. My heart always comes from a different place because I remember where I came from. I remember the mistakes I made and not just out of blatant in ignorance. I'm to my willful ignorance where I actually ignored all the signs of what I should have, you know, calculated and I didn't. So for me, I've learned to live with responsibility, live with the possibility of the capacity as Pastor Charles also quoted you know, not living in condemnation. But the only reason why I don't live in condemnation because I'm walking in the spirit. So when I stay in the spirit, then I can overcome those feelings of regret and remorse and or, or no regret because remorse is different. But those feelings of regret, I can overcome that. Or, and guilt, yeah. Yeah. I think that's more of a guilt thing. Yeah. Remorse is good, but feeling guilt... Yeah, that that's more so that driving factor that keeps you in regret, that keeps yeah. you there. Yeah, okay. yeah. And, then, and not only that, but then to remind myself that if somebody else try to throw me in that prison, I got the key to unlock myself because <laughs> I ain't letting you put me in there. So great conversation, great question. I hate I missed most of it because I'm sitting here now uh, in the middle of my bed doing some auto quotes for some people as we speak. Um, so, and then my morning got started really early today. So I've been really, really backed up today, but man, um, great conversation. And I appreciate the shares uh, that I did here because it did give even more perspective of things that I personally still deal with to this day. So real quick, before we toss it over, um, I put it in the chat, but I love what Dr. Patton said, right? Um, I have definitely been remorseful, definitely. Um, but remorse without correction and learning the lesson is what leads to regret. And I have never allowed my remorse to become regret because I understand that as powerful as I think that I am, I'm not powerful enough to circumvent the hand of God. And so, um, yep, I've done some things to hurt some folks. I've made some mistakes, but I've done my part in correcting them and learning the lesson um, and so I, I don't have any regrets because I love the woman that I am today as a result of every decision that I've made in my adult life and all of the hell I've been through uh, 
prior to coming of age to making my own decisions. So I yield. Thank you. You probably talking on mute there, Prophet, or not at your at your desk. Go ahead, K Nick. You can jump in. Oh yeah, my fault. Yeah. Uh K Nick. Uh no, Ebony. Ebony wanted to also get her um regrets too. <laughs> Ebony, did you want to jump in too? Um, yeah, I can jump in. I uh had my hands over the baby, but um I the regrets that I have are all really personal. I don't regret what other people have done because that's on them and not me. Um, but I have I have regrets, but I'm not regretful. I'm glad somebody brought that out because I was definitely going to. Um, I regret the way that I handled certain relationships. Um, in my immaturity, I I hate that I that I fumbled um, some things, but I had to. It had to happen so that when the next opportunity came for a, a genuine relationship that I could see it for what it was. Um, I regret giving so much time to an abusive relationship, but it also led me to the amazingly loving and sensitive man that I currently have. Um, I regret not going to the school that I wanted to go to because my family said, oh, that's a white people's school. That's a white people's state. They do witchcraft. Don't go out there. I seriously regret it. Um, 80% scholarships. I, I don't know why I didn't do it. Listen to my family, people who didn't even go to college. Um, but then again, if I yeah, we, went, Abby, if I, what you say? Listen to my family, people who didn't even go to college. <laughs> didn't even go to college, child. Didn't even go. Oh. I'm the first to go and graduate. I am the first. Uh, Ebony, I'm um, sorry to distract you or pull you off just a little bit, but that go back to that trailblazer thing we were talking about the other day. Moses being the one who lead the people out, but here you got Miriam and Aaron around here talking about something. Well, I'm a prophet too. Let me lead you and tell you where to go. Um, I, I just, yeah, I, I regret listening. I really do. Um, but I was, a, you know, I'm 17 coming out of high school. I, I didn't know any better. And, you know, I thought my parents, you know, of course, had my best interest at heart. And I, I think they just made decisions with, with the schools that they had, I, I guess. I don't know. But um, those are regrets that I personally have. Um, again, all me things, you know, things that I could have made different decisions. But every regret that I have prepared me for the better thing that came, you know? Um, I regret the way that I waited, um, you know, so so bitterly and so anxiously um, when my husband and I were, you know, um, waiting to become parents. Granted, um, things happened, you know, loss of children for uh, to be precise, was uh, really, really painful. But I do regret uh, the bitterness that I allowed to take place in my heart towards God. But it's because of that bitterness that I can now help people who are dealing with infertility or waiting, you know, for the opportunity to become that. I also, there would be no Miracle Mama brand. Um, because truth be told, it started before my daughter was even born, you know. Um, just her coming and making it to the earth was a miracle in and of itself, given our track record. Little did we know she was going to be born a pound and then I'd have a two pound son. Um, but that brand wouldn't be existent had I not gone through what I went through before. I wouldn't have the amazing trust in God that I have now had not had been through those things, had not I let that bitterness set in my heart. I now know 
that there is no burden with the presence of God cannot live. Uh, oof, I almost cried when I said that. Um, so those experiences set the stage. Um, so I am not regretful, but I just have regret, you know, in the way that I handle things. I wish I would have done things differently. Um, as I brought out earlier, being regretful or having regrets and being repentant is not the same thing. Um, there are some things that I was repentant for, um, that I did like that bitterness was something I repented for. Um, and I turned away from it. I've never been bitter with God again. Have I questioned his timing, his method? Absolutely. Uh, but bitter, no, never again. Um, cause that was a terrible place to be in. And so I, you know, I think regrets are just part of the journey. You know, you're going to do things that you feel guilty about, things you regret. Um, but they're all for the making. They're all for the shaping. They're all, uh, for the betterment of us. So I don't, I mean, I regret things, but I'm thankful for the way that it, it all came together. So, for the sake of not being redundant, because um, everyone has said amazing things, I'll, uh, I'll land right there. Ebony, I completely agree with you, and I understand that. That's why I say when certain stuff, like, I, I regret that I quit in certain areas, because I listen to folks. Like, I don't care. I regret that I quit preaching on Facebook, because not everybody preaching on Facebook. Like, I'd be mad. I'd just be, I'd be upset. <laughs> I'm teasing. I'm teasing. But, no, let's go ahead. And Carlo, uh, Kate Nick, did you want to say something? Do you want to jump in on the topic before we get to the final remarks and question of the day? Nope. You said no? No, I'm just kidding. Okay, okay. Well, listen, this was a powerful conversation, a very, very fun and productive conversation, because I think it's something that we all can pull from this, something that we all could take away from this, because I believe that, you know, that's a part of life that we have regrets, you know what I'm saying? It's part of life that we learn from our afflictions, but sometimes we don't, you know, we don't always, we don't always have that journey. Everybody's journey is sometimes different, so that's why I had to have this conversation today. But with that being said, it's time for final remarks again and question of the day. Question of the day, I don't really know right now because I'm not at home. I'm trying to get a tire change. But what I'm going to go with right now is what did you take away from this conversation? If there is anything that you learned new, see differently, what did you take away from this conversation? So pull the first two. You guys are on the stage, and we're going to go in that order, starting with my boy JY. JY, it's on you. Hello, everybody. Uh, what I learned from this conversation. Um, make sure my wife is not in the earshot of me talking. Um, and make sure Michael's not on here when I want to talk about regrets. Because I don't want nobody to be guilty with Bible verses and stuff. The Bible says this. And the Bible says that. Like, look, I don't like them niggas and I don't care. I'm joking. Now, I got a lot from this, though. Real talk made me realize why a lot of us are in a lot of situations that we are. Because we actually have place curses on people and with our regret and our dislike and our hate or whatever. And that's not what God called us to do. And so if, if, if the, we tell the word tells us to forgive those that trespass against us as we, as we are forgiven for our trespasses, then that goes twofold as well. So um, I've learned to how to deal with those and literally just say my, piece of like, look, I forgive you. I'm sorry for what I may have done in this thing that may cause you to feel this way and be okay with it. Leave it alone. 
they may, it's not up to them to accept it the way I can't control how they receive it. All I can do is control is what I say. And so, um, I think that's where I'm at right now. Um, and I miss y'all. I had a couple of days because this training, um, I have other work that's coming on as well. So, um, I'm gonna try to be on here when I can. And, um, yeah, man, been real. Thank you so much, JY. Thank you so much. Listen, I don't laugh at me. I'm serious. I do be regretting that I stopped pushing on Facebook. And then, <laughs> and then you know what? I put this on Facebook the other day, and Patton called me. I tried to answer your call this morning. But um, I regret that they stopped putting those um, late night gospel CD collections they used to sell back in the day. Oh, um, we... <laughs> when they, honestly, the church went downhill once they stopped singing them. And uh, um, they used to play that I'm coming up. Oh, and oh, they have a. The rough side. <laughs> and they, they would have a, a. Remember, they had the family just sitting there and uh, randomly just staring at each other with a weird, creepy smile during the song <laughs> that was playing. Just out of nowhere, just looking at each other, smiling. We we don't have that no more. And uh, Pat, <laughs> Pat, Pat said, "When you was up that late, you was up to no good." I said, "But it was it will humble you. You know, you was up. We was up looking at BT Uncut. I ain't got no handies on on the dance floor. <laughs> you took the words right out of my mouth. You know, BT Uncut are going for like two. We was up looking at BT Uncut, and then all of a sudden that commercial come on. I need a guy to look at that uh, tip drill, and then I was like, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then that line Peter Popoff will come on and say, "Go on, send me three hundred dollars for this mirror. Right. Give me that cane. Give me that cane. Yes, you won't see that no more. I mean, they, don't, they don't have that. Oh, work, I forgot man. the other dude, Colonel Tellsby, and go on and send me that offering now. Uh, <laughs> I remember him. That's man. That Jesus. No, Jesse Duplantis. None of that stuff, oh, man. I, Every I, I, I used to like Jesse Duplantis. That man, man he used to have me weak. Duplantis but, was funny. But they done stopped putting all that on TV now, man. And these folks have gone crazy. That was that was our correcting point. We was watching BET Uncut. And then that commercial come on, like, you know, uh, 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 Mahalia Jackson and all them. We don't got that no yep. more, man. Now, now, now we, now we stuck. We here. We didn't yep. put them gospel. We didn't bring them gospel collection. They still make wild gospel. They start making wild gospel. All that stuff, man. It's a wrap, man. They got to get it together. <laughs> That's the regret. <laughs> Well, them, they done, they done got blockbusters because they should have did wild streaming or something. They could have done. Yep, they said. Ebony, it's on you. I was talking to this man. Y'all help me out. I'm, I can't monitor it. I'm talking to this man. Ebony, it's on you. Do the little doop. There you go. Boom. Yeah, EJ, I don't ever do that again. Um, So, I'm wasn't here for most of the conversation um, because my baby's um, had an appointment. Y'all chunky nephew is now 11 pounds, y'all. This boy has been home for two months. He came home. Well, first of all, let's, let's start with this. Born at 2 pounds, 14 ounces. Home at 4 pounds, 10 ounces. And now, two months later, this boy is 11 pounds. Like, he is eating some kind of good. And I am here for it. Here for it. Uh, little chunky stuff. So, yeah, we were in 0 to 3 now, which I am super um, excited about. Because I brought up a bunch of stuff I did not think I'm gonna be able to wear this summer, so I'm here for it. Um, yeah, so I wasn't here for most of the conversation, so the regrets. I'm not really sure. Um, what what all I I got from that? I guess 
well, I'll say this. Um, I love what both um, Kosha and Kelly said. Um, Kelly, you know, you're my girl. Uh, you you can talk to me all day if you're on this app because I just love to hear from you. Um, but I love I love both of their respect their 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 perspectives. Um, you know, you can have regrets but not be regretful, being stuck, um, being in a rut because it it profits you none. Um, and being stuck doesn't even you know guarantee that you'll learn the lessons that you should have learned by the decisions that you made. And so, uh, we have regrets, but the best thing is to learn from them. Um, learn what to do, learn what not to do. Um, don't get stuck in being some of the people in our in our generation, our blessed millennials who just get stuck. My mama did and my daddy didn't, and I'm this way because of okay, that's cool. But now you're in charge of your destiny. So what are you gonna do? Um, you know, you can learn what not to do, you can learn what to do from those terrible things. Um, so as long as you're taking control of your own destiny and making sure that you don't repeat those decisions, um, you know, that you're not becoming a victim of circumstance when you actually hold all the power. Um, that's what matters. So that's it for me. Um, I'll be back tomorrow for huge and um, I hope everybody has an amazing day and I am going to pass the mic over to Miss Kosha. You know, I got to do my own thing. Um, I came in on the tail end of this conversation and what I did learn or what I am, what I am learning um, in this moment, because as people talk, like, that's how my brain works. I, I get all types of information. Um, I'm just going to say, give yourself some grace. Give yourself some grace, coach. Um, you can't force revelation. You can't force when you'll understand revelation. I believe it's time released. The only thing you can do is strive to do better. And we put more pressure. I, I'll just talk about Kosh. I put a lot of pressure on myself um, to try to do better. And that's really the only thing I can do. But what I won't do anymore is um, apologize for the decisions I made in the moment I made them Um, because that's the area of what I knew then. What I will do is do the very best I can to take what I learned. Um, And as I'm still learning to do better and become better because it's a journey, it's a marathon. It, It just continues to go. And, you know, the... The longer you are alive, hopefully the more you learn. And you just you just add layers of understanding. And for me, the more I understand, the more grace I'm able to give other people who are in my similar position who might not be as understanding or as empathetic or as knowledgeable, who can only who can only, you know, surface level operate whereas and i've been in it a little bit longer i got a little more depth of understanding so i'm able to extend grace and that's the thing that kind of helps me is to be able to when i'm able to extend grace in an area where i had no understanding that's my marker for growth for myself so it's like okay Uh, and i kind of got all that when y'all were talking so that's how my brain works i just invited y'all into my little think space but I really, I really uh, like conversations like this because I'm a conversationalist. So, um, 
I'm passing it. See you, Miss Kelly. It's your turn. Miss Kosha, I'm sorry. I don't like you. I love you, but I don't like you right now. Racist time release. She said, do 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 I'm passing it. I love that. I'm going to Yes, Kosha. Yeah, that was that racist time release. Oh, my God. And it never expires. Amen. Come on, Saints. Listen, uh, one of my favorite uh, television pastors, right, um, is uh, Pastor Joseph Prince. And um, he taught me something, and it really kind of hit home for me, this notion of... of Joseph Prince? The Asian dude? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's what's up, though. I can't judge it. That's what's up. But not Joseph Prince. Okay. Keep going. So um, he talked about people, he had a sermon on uh, condemnation, right? And the scripture was, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. And when you consider the the in Christ Jesus, uh, what he said was condemnation becomes self-condemnation when you are conscious of yourself without considering yourself in light of the cross. And when you focus on the cross and the works of Jesus Christ on the cross, and he himself is not condemning you, your condemnation is unfounded, right? So living in regret is living in condemnation. And because Christ does not condemn you, how then can you condemn yourself? And so um, that grace, listen, is what is pouring from the cross and while it is time release it never expires and so if you find yourself living in regret or living in condemnation it is because your focus is skewed you are focusing on yourself and the thing that you did instead of focusing on the cross and the moment you gaze at the cross and remove your focus from yourself that condemnation if you believe in the perfect work of jesus christ on the cross that condemnation should fade away. Those regrets should fade away. We have to remember, the Bible says that against God and God only do we sin. And that those who are uh, who receive kind of the brunt of our sin or our transgressions, are they are innocent bystanders. But God causes everything that we encounter and experience to work together for our good. And so even though you may have hurt somebody else based on decisions that you've made, your hurt of them is not beyond God's ability to take that thing and turn it into something that works together for their good. So you can't make a mistake and you can't get it wrong because even when you do, God figures out a way to make it right because of the power of the work of the cross. So don't live in regret live in the cross and if you live in the cross there is no condemnation there so i yield thank you this is powerful this is powerful kelly thank you so much for that lord have mercy don't live in condemnation okay so i was able to get that because he put his last one on here i literally had to get too tired y'all y'all pray for me this guy's on the passenger side that's stupid but pastor Patton, it's on you man yeah, and to, to build on that, I love how she set that up because we live in condemnation when we don't really accept 
that we have the opportunity to walk in freedom by walking in the spirit. And one of the things that I've really, I've come to understand, even in my own journey, and I can just put it this way, me walking through my own deliverance, is understanding that my belief system is not my ability to cognitively or intellectually understand what the cross can do. The belief is when I actually, not only, cause see, we messed, we messed uh, a lot of people up by saying, accept, believe, confess, and that's true. But the acceptance of it ought to basically now um, be, yeah. it, it's something that's actually walked out. Now, my acceptance don't mean that I'm getting everything right. You know, that, that, that's the caveat, because we talked about that yesterday. Well, I had to learn that as much as I was anointed, I could preach, I could prophesy, I could sing, I could play, I could do all those things. The parts of my actions that were still dark was my unbelief. And that's the part that kept me condemned. But when I started believing, then, hey, I got I got married again. I put together a family again. My yeah. life, it changed. It didn't change overnight. But where I was in 17 versus where I am in 23, they're not even the same, not even close. But that only happened because I stopped walking in condemnation and not from an emotional space. Oh, Lord, I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me <see> you, <laughs> you know, that that that's the part that we understand, like as much as like. We, when we would listen to Tupac, we would listen to DMX. They were beautiful brothers. They were beautiful men uh, from, from the standpoint of their heart. But Tupac could write If I Die Tonight on the way to saying, like, the character in the, in the song is still on the way to go stick somebody up and rob somebody. You know, it's poetic in the space of I understand it intellectually, but I don't believe it because I, my belief ain't changing what I'm doing. So when I really believe that I'm not condemned, then what I'm doing is starting to kind of change until I get my sea legs. And then now when I get that phone call or when I get that urge because I'm walking in the spirit, I'm not living in regret. I'm definitely, I'm remorseful for my past, but God them set me free from remorse. Cause when Jesus tells the woman that was found in adultery, he said, look, where are your accusers? I ain't accusing you. I just don't want you to do it no more. So when you understand it from that perspective, even in your no more, if you're still still doing it, you're still struggling, you may go a couple months without doing it. That's a far cry from where you was when you was doing it every other day. But you can't live in that space of, oh, okay, well then that's grace. No, it doesn't abound much more. That's why Paul had to write that. That's why, too, and I say this, be quiet. We have to have an expanded view of the love of God and our acceptance of it, the terms. I can't say because in that same Romans 8, it says that the carnal mind is at war with God or that word. That's what that word enmity means. It means I'm at war with God. So just like two nations fighting and one nation getting the better of the other, you can't wave the white flag while you still shooting cannons and, and, and missiles. And saying you giving up when you still shoot. No, I gotta shoot back because you shoot at me. 
So when you understand it from that perspective, it gives you a more expanded view of God's love. I can't look at Pastor Charles' journey or Pastor uh, Prophet O's journey and compare it to mine because what God will be gracious to me and he may not be as gracious to you. And that's not based on God being inconsistent. It is commensurate to what God has put on the inside of you and what your situation is. That's why he's a righteous judge. And not to judge only to condemnation, but to also give you parole, to give you freedom. And if you walk through the terms, thank you, Holy Ghost, go on preaching. If you walk to the terms of your parole, ankle monitor and all. Once you take that ankle monitor off, now you're in trouble. And some of us want the freedom of parole without the ankle monitor or without walking with the, in the spirit. That's where we get in trouble. That's where people get confused. And when you go back to that thing, you take your ankle monitor off, you get in the car with some dudes, and you have an accident on the way to, to do something crazy. And it's like, man, he had turned his life around. It probably did. But you walked outside the grace. When you start learning that, we got to start teaching that. So that people can really understand the love of God in its, in its, in its fluidity, in its completeness. And it is nothing I can do because I can't pay for the grace. That's already paid for. But my reasonable service, as Romans 12 picks it up and says, I can be a living sacrifice because I don't have to walk in condemnation anymore. I can walk in freedom. I can walk in deliverance. I don't have to have any regrets. And though I'm remorseful, he picks me up from remorse and says, like he told the prodigal son, I'm going to restore you back to where you was when you left. Again, I'm an insurance agent. That's what insurance is. Same as plug. It's a word called, it's a big fancy word called indemnification. What it really means is that I'm putting you back. I'm fixing your car just like it was the day that you drove it off the lot. I'm repairing your house just like it was before the hurricane or the tornado came through or that crazy left eye came and burned your house down. Okay, that was a joke. But anyway, y'all get it. Uh, I'm thankful for the conversation as always, brother. Are you on mute, sir? Oh, yeah, my fault. I'm sorry. I was getting this handle. Now I got to, you know, hold on. Give me one second. Oh, Pastor Charles, this is on you anyway. Go ahead and get your final remarks on regret on uh, why I paid this man real quick because I just he finally dealt with these tires and I'm going to close that. But, yeah, uh, Pastor Charles, final remarks. And then, yeah, that was it. I know question of the day. Only question of the day was what did you get from this conversation? Like, what did you learn from it or whatnot? Boy, did I learn some stuff and, you know, I put some stuff in there, but I mean, but man, these, these two girls in here, Lord Jesus, when they walked in here, they did not the pattern and oh my gosh, and Michael, who's not here with us right now, um, really gave some good, good scriptures that, that really talked about this too, that kind of, I've never looked at it that way. And, um, and I'm I'm really excited. I have to go back and try to pull those scriptures up and and do some study. But let me tell you, um, I, I'm really thankful for the conversation. This conversation really, really um, just gave such a freedom for me because I, like I said, I think he he had mentioned uh, that. Hey, you know what? Uh, you know, I told him I said, man, I said something. I went to a concert on uh, or yeah, a, a musical the other night, and and um, I just kind of. 
said something and I don't know what, it, but I think it was frustration. I don't know for what it was, but it was just kind of like I said something and then I, then afterwards I kind of regret, I didn't even think about it anymore. Like my, my son and my wife and everybody, they were like, uh, honey, this, you don't act like that. You know, what's what happened? And don't, don't do that. And, and I was, you know, going back and I was like, you know, maybe I shouldn't have said it that way only to find out later that maybe it was something that I saw in the spirit and I just didn't, I just kind of shot it out there real quickly and let's let it go. Cause that's what I do. I don't, I don't have a lot of time always just to think about every single thing. When Holy Spirit speaks to me about something or I feel a certain way and it's, it's an agitation in the spirit, I believe sometimes I'll just get it out of the way. Hey, well, why are we doing this? What's going on? And then I'll just kind of move on. And man, Anyway, I was I was just blessed by it. Um, but Michael, man, thank you for starting this off and kind of giving some real, real. Um, uh, uh, you gave it what it need. We gave it what we needed. Scripture, you know, to 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 really deal with this. And I appreciate how you brought it in there. And you, it was funny. Uh, listen to Jay White said, "Wait a minute, for, don't bring me no scripture. I don't want to. I don't want to be right yet. I want to." I want to feel my regret first. <laughs> I want to deal with this. I want to feel the regret. I want to go through all this. Process. Right. He said, don't give me Bible yet. <laughs> but I, I, I don't want you to have to replay this, Michael. But did you hear what I, I said uh, about your situation? No, I didn't. I, did, I, I had to leave out. So I, I think you spoke after I left. Oh, okay. So what I said was, I said, what most people don't realize is that what you're thinking about, I, I'd like to be able to think. I don't know what you're thinking. But what you're probably thinking about with all of this by not just burying her uh, is that you're thinking about, hey, your child, think about even her future. You even have some a little bit of care, at least to be able to say, hey, I don't want to be the one to bury you and stop you from being able to make money and do what you need to do. You know, and so that's kind of what I said. I said, I don't know if that was his true uh, thought process, but when you have the moment to think about stuff before you can do something to bury somebody or to, you know, you have enough evidence that could really put them away, you have to think about all those pieces. Is Am I incorrect? Oh, no, listen, uh, I've, I've been going back and forth with, uh, I even said this uh, to one of my mentors. I said, for me, best case scenario would be the judge dismisses it and then I get to raise hell. And my mentor reminded me, he says, that's best case scenario for you. Best case scenario for everyone involved is the prosecutor just drops it. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. It makes big sense. Yeah, if they just drop it, then, you know, you can go on with a slap and a wrist or not even nothing. You you know, but the thing is, you're trying to save your reputation too, right? That's the biggest piece of it too. Is that correct? Yeah, no, absolutely. And so um, history has said... Um, I can't be affected. My income can't be affected. Um, you, there's very little you can affect with me except my name. And so when when all you have uh, when all you have is your is a person's name to affect, that's what you go after. And again, for me, the judge would dismiss the charges, um, and then from there I can go and do what I need to do to make sure my name is cleared. Um, but she loses if it's dismissed. If the prosecutor just drops the charges, I don't, you, you know what I mean? Like I, I can go next year and have, have my record expunged and she can, you know, she doesn't have to worry about anything. 
So best case scenario for all parties involved is it, it is the prosecutor just drops the charges. Best case scenario for me and not a very good scenario for her is the judge dismisses it. Well, we're just going to believe God that what needs to happen will happen. But especially in this point that you're you're not charged for anything that she lied about. If it, especially if it's a lie, if it's a lie, then that's what we want it to do just that. Be what it is and move on because a lie can't, uh, 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 what is it, uh, something, what is it, what does the scripture talk about? Uh, a curse causeless cannot light. Mm-hmm. See, I'm more, I'm more liking the story and this is, this is what I really have to pray about. There's a story in the book of Daniel that isn't included in most Protestant Bibles. You can catch it in the Ethiopian Bible. I think the Catholic version of the Bible has it as well. But it tells the story of uh, a woman, Susanna, I believe her name is. She was she was lusted after by two elders and they saw her bathing and they realized they were both watching her. So what they did was they came to her and said, you're going to let us have our way with you or we're going to tell everybody that you met a man here and you were frolicking about your way. And she 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 didn't do anything with him. And they went and told the council, uh, the, the, the tribe, and they brought charges against her. And Daniel came in to play. Um, Daniel comes into play and he begins asking them questions uh, about a tree or something along those lines. And neither one of the men knew about the tree which had been there, uh, which would have been where they proclaimed they had seen her with another man. That's how he knew they were lying and they were put to death by the same man as she was going to be put to death. That's how I feel like we should handle lying. But God is also saying, nigga, would you chill out, please? I think that's the wonderful piece, too, is that the more you protest and say, I'm innocent, I'm innocent, I'm innocent, and not, and not let the, the evidence uh, say it, yeah, I, I think... It's, it's, it's just so much so much sweeter when you ain't got to say much. And I, I think that's where I had to preach about that this week, talking about, you know, holding your peace and letting God really fight your battles, you know, or, you know, being able to just hold, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord in Exodus. Yeah, that's it. So, there you go. And, you know, I didn't hear your story, uh, Pastor Mike, but I've been through something similar from what I can tell this is if it's a domestic situation where you were lied on and the system does that to me. Um, I got through it. I recovered from it and the truth came out. It, it always comes out. So just be encouraged and, and know that even with certain different things that could come out, that those that rock with you and know your character or those that don't know you and that got stuck on you and it comes up, those that will really rock with you based on who you are will do their own research before they make any judgments about you. And that'll let you know who really is for you anyway. I, I, I've been through that. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt once with a uh, situation with my ex-wife and even the first church I pastored where they lied and said I stole money from the church and I didn't even have access to the bank account. I put more money in the church that they paid me. But yet they lied on me and said that I stole money. But it came all, it, it, it all came out that I didn't touch a dime. Nobody could prosecute me. Nobody could do anything because I had never done anything. 
and people will tell malicious lies. They'll do things because they know, or at least the devil knows, because he uses people. The devil knows where we're headed. So when he knows that, then he'll let humankind uh, do what they need to do or think they need to do. But uh, it always comes back. It always comes full circle. You will be vindicated and uh, your reputation and your name and your ministry uh, will go even to a higher level because of the way you're decided to handle this, brother. So be encouraged. Thank you, sir. Well, I think that's about it then. It's time for us to go ahead and get on off here. It's almost 12 o'clock. I done ate bread and cooked breakfast. Ate and went and got tired. Changed, got gas, came back to Well, I'm almost back to the house. I'm turning in. Finna start back doing work. Oh, yeah. We done had a productive morning. And I love this about this room. Because this, like, I, I really do. Y'all really do love y'all. Y'all are so valuable. And guess what? We coming back in here tomorrow to kick it off with greater conversation. Because, you know, it's Thursday. It's Friday, Junior. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to go ahead and kick it off with something else tomorrow. I think I'm going to talk about Kingdom Marketplace tomorrow because I still don't see how y'all be condemning people that you're supposed to be marketing to or networking with. Like, come on now. I tell people all the time, one of the great, biggest opportunities that I have as a Kingdom Marketplace builder is the fact that I work in bars, clubs, and restaurants sometimes because I can reach people, you know what I'm saying, that some folks don't reach. I don't got an international digital ministry, you know what I'm saying, well, once I go live, a thousand people know, looking at me. No, I can go out and meet a thousand people in one weekend because of my job, because I'm a Kingdom Place prophet. And I love that. So guess what? We can't always demonize people for that. Just like we ain't gonna always let people beat themselves up with regret and remorse like we were talking about today. With that being said, though, let's go ahead and close on now. Pastor Charles, if you're there, can you give us our closing prayer? Amen. So, Lord, thank you for this thought for the day. Thank you, Lord, for uh, understanding regret and actually putting it in its rightful place. Thank you that you've given us, Lord, the ability, Lord, not to live um, in or from the place of regret. But you've allowed us, Lord, to be able to look at these areas and look at the things that have happened to us and be able to even say, Lord, um, I didn't like it, but I know that it's going to be okay because everything is working for my good. Because, Lord, I meet the criteria. I love you. And I am the called according to your purpose. Thank you now for this conversation. Thank you for Prophet uh, Omarius, God. Thank you for his life. And thank you for how he's used this platform, Lord, to bring us together in this moment. Now, Lord, even as we go from this moment, we never leave your presence. Thank you that your presence is always with us, even through situations and things. We thank you that all we have to do is call on you and you are there. You are Jehovah Shema. You are there, here, present. Thank you for this day. Bless the rest of our uh, day and bless the work of our hands today, Lord. Give us cl clarity, strategy, everything that's needed, that we can do your will and live a good life, abundant life. For your glory in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Charles. I appreciate it. I really do. Just like I appreciate everybody coming in here, having this meaningful and productive conversation. Remember that you can always click on the link above to send us your questions, to donate to partners, just to connect on a deeper level. Because like I said, this Waking Up With The Prophet is an extension of the ministry of Limitless Alliance. And I thank God for what he's doing, you know, not only in my life, but in the life of, you know, every person that's connected to this room. But like I said, I love y'all. I'm praying for y'all. And I'll see y'all again tomorrow morning at 8. 
8 a.m. for Waking Up with the Prophet. This room is ending in three, two, one. Bye.